This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, June 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Mayor Jim Kenney on Monday announced plans to initiate a public process to consider the future of the Christopher Columbus statue located in Marconi Plaza on South Broad Street. In a statement, Kenney asked the public art director to initiate the appropriate process through the Philadelphia Art Commission. The city previously said they, there were no plans to remove the statue, which drew a crowd of people who said they were protecting it over the weekend. Barricades remained around the statue on Monday, and there was a smaller crowd. It was a different scene on Saturday and Sunday where a mixture of residents, protesters, spectators, and police converged. Some residents claim the statue is an important part of the Italian-American heritage and should be left alone. Others were denouncing Columbus, calling him a symbol of hate and oppression. Statues of Columbus have been removed in other cities, including Camden, New Jersey, and Wilmington, Delaware. A U.S. Supreme Court ruling Monday will extend legal protection to gay, lesbian, and transgender people from discrimination at certain workplaces across all of Pennsylvania. But advocates for LGBT rights say a year-long fight for the civil rights in the state legislature is not over. To be sure, LGBT rights advocates in Pennsylvania held the high court's ruling as a historic victory. But the court's ruling does not cover people who work for smaller employers, and it does not extend legal protection against discrimination to housing or public services. Longstanding opposition by Republicans who uh, control both chambers of the legislature spurred advocates to work at the municipal level. They result, that resulted uh, in the rights protection in 58 municipalities covering roughly, roughly one-third of Pennsylvanians' population, according to the Pennsylvania Youth Congress. Even before Monday, most states adopted no laws that prohibit workplace discrimination targeting LGBTQ employees. For years, in Pennsylvania, Democrats have fought to add categories, sexual orientation and gender identity or expression to a state law that empowers the state human relations commission to investigate complaints of discrimination in employment housing and public services because of someone's race sex religion age or disability the commission can impose civil penalties such as back pay or damages opponents suggested that such legislation could violate religious liberties or freedom of conscience governor tom wolf a democrat staunchly backed the legislation uh, when asked yesterday how he felt he said it's about time T-Mobile customers are dealing with a nationwide outage of its voice and data network. The phone carrier's president of technology, uh, Neville Ray, confirmed the outage on Monday afternoon. Our engineers are working to resolve a voice and data issue that has been affecting customers around the country. We're sorry for the inconvenience and hope to have have this fixed shortly, Ray tweeted. About an hour after his first tweet confirming the outage, Ray added data service are now available and some calls are completing. uh, Alternate services like WhatsApp, Signal, iMessage, FaceTime are available. Thanks for your patience, his tweet read. Is this because I have Metro PCS does that, or Metro by T-Mobile? Does, do you know if that affects me? Because, I listen, I, I saw it last night on Facebook and all this. Did you notice any sort of uh, service issue? Why? But I was, I was also on Wi-Fi, so I don't necessarily... Well, it was, it was affecting phone calls and everything. Yeah, I don't, like, make phone calls. Oh, you don't make you phone know? calls, right. And the only thing I... <laughs> actually, you know what? No, I did make a phone call last night. Um, but I, sometimes when you do that, like when you're on the Wi-Fi, the, the phone call will go through Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily know 
Yeah, well, can I try? Can I try right now to see if my uh, well, I think I... that so I think that that they got most of it back up and running. Although they were saying that there was some lingering issues, but yeah, go ahead. Which uh, which sex call. line were you on last night? One eight hundred or one nine hundred? Hot, hot. <laughs> so the nine hundred. Hello, Casey. I missed you. <laughs> you having trouble with your service? Uh. So the outage was not only impacting the company's more than 86 million customers, it also impacted contact with emergency services. We were just advised there is a nationwide outage for T-Mobile's ability to make 911 calls. A sheriff, sheriff's office in Houston, Texas tweeted. The telecommunication company is, rough, is ranked uh, routinely ranked as the third largest phone carrier in the United States, commonly behind AT&T and Verizon, which multiple reports stated were also suffering an outage. However, a representative for re- re- uh, Verizon said that reports of the outage were True, and then AT and T echoed Verizon, adding that its service was operating normally. Steve, you you know you mentioned the sex line. Do you remember growing up in New York? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember a thing called the nine seven six exchange? Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got. Did you wind- have that as well? No, I got okay. wind of that in St. Louis. I had to dial two one two. I had to dial that area code. But a friend of mine had access to a Watts line. Do you remember a Watts line? I do remember Watts lines. How did he get that? He got it through his dad's work or whatever. He gave me the number. (laughs) So I would dial in like this 20-digit number to get free Free. long-distance calls, and I would call the 976 exchange. (laughs) So it was always 976, and then the last four digits would be repeated. So it was like 976-2626, or 976-2828, or 976-3030. It's exactly right. Pre-recorded porn. Yeah. Audio porn. Uh, Graphic. Here's what I'm doing to you. Here's what I'm doing to this girl with me. Oh, okay. And I was... (laughs) I was a total perv, man. I called it, Steve, I called it all the time. Really? Somehow or another, they would have had to have been able to trace right. back that I was making all these calls to whatever business. My friend Billy, his dad, he got the number, he gave it to me. But I there was never it. any inquiry? They never, never noticed? Uh... Never, Although, when I stopped doing it was one time I was doing this. I, you know, I was a kid. I was a teenager. And my mom picked up the phone at the same time. Oh, no. oh, I'm no. on the phone. I'm on the phone. Hands oh, on the it's your nuts. And it was, uh, yeah. I, Did I'm, she get you? What's that? Did she know? I just probably, uh, it, she never said anything. My, my guess it was, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. yeah. You were yelling I, over whatever I was trying to. Hey, you I'm on the phone right now. Get off the phone. Mom. Um, I to see what my grades were. But oh. it was it was these pre-recorded sex lines, oh, and man. it was hilarious because they were moaning and orgasmic yep. and all oh, that. Oh, my God, and, yeah, it yeah. Was, they were really, that whole thing was popular for a while, and then you had the interactive things, which sort of pushed yeah. that off the map. Yeah, but you call up. Yeah. And I, I think the 976 exchange wasn't just sex. I think there were, like, uh, informational things yeah, and stuff it was like that. There was all the wild kinds. West. It was almost, I guess, it, it could, yeah, yeah. it could have been, it's almost like the... Um, the dark web, I guess, right. for in, in a way, but Kath- there was also there was also it was an exchange we used for everything. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. I'm going to do a little research on that. I mean, Kathy, listen, at that age, it didn't take a whole lot to get oh, you no. excited. No. I mean, do you remember reading like the sexy stories in like Penthouse? Like you would read yeah, stories. Forum. I'm reading, and I'm like, oh my god, she did what? Casey, oh, there was talking talking about not taking much. There was even when I lived in St. Louis, there was just a massage parlor. And back then massage parlors weren't spas. Yeah, yeah. They were jack shacks. All right. right. So 
And I remember calling this one. I was like, mm, hi, I'm Brandy. <laughs> and, you know, I can't wait for you to come by and make an appointment with me. I mean, it was blatant that this oh place is a prostitute, house prostitution. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I just yeah. turned 18. It was like that. And there was nothing ever. really graphic about it. No, no, no. It was enough to get me off, though, man. <laughs> At 13 years old. Wow. Oh, man, this is not what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna. Well, it's gonna manifest in a more high tech way with you. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the world of VR. You won't have to call nine seven six. Yeah. Kathy, don't worry. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Nick pulled it up. Said uh, earlier nine seven six numbers used as a local prefix. Uh, blah blah blah. It says in New York State, uh, though it was not assigned to a specific telephone exchange like other prefixes. These numbers were dialed. As any other number, and it said a call to either one of these numbers could result in a high per minute or per charge call, psychic hotlines and things. Yeah, like but you that. got the, the the runaround on that. You were able to bypass yeah. it with the watch line. Oh uh, man, I I wish I remembered that <clears throat> number. I, I I used to I knew it by heart, but it was long. <laughs> it was like this like sure, this twenty yeah. digit number you'd have to call <laughs> to hear your to hear your porn from New York. Oh, the good old days. Oh, wow, the listen, good uh, old days. <laughs> celebrities that had nine hundred numbers include Hulk Hogan. Yeah, the new kids on the block, Dion War and Dion Warwick. Yeah. You want oh. to grab your junk, brother? <laughs> yeah. Well, we know Warrant had it. Remember, yeah. We were playing back there. Rocking and rolling one That's right. Time. We were playing back there. Uh, Maybe you get back into our tour bus. Uh, their audio. Yeah, the last <laughs> last yeah, city yeah. we destroyed. We destroyed it. Literally destroyed it. There's yeah. no infrastructure and it's pandemonium. Casey's looking for that. Oh, here it is. Here we go. All right. Audio Entertainment presents Warrant. Yeah, we like to rock and roll. We like to do a lot of other things, too. Call the Warrant Rock Line. We'll give you the warm, hard facts on our personal life. Our fans always come first. Just two dollars the first minute, and forty-five cents yeah. each additional minute. Kids ask your parents permission. You'll get the latest on tours, videos, and what town we blew up last. Call in here, oh, new town we blew up last. last. Our fans always come first. <laughs> See what I'm saying there? Sexually, I'm talking about. Of course, we do have our issues too. A lot of us kind of go quickly, but that's the thing. We're talking to some doctors. See if we can fix that. <laughs> Do you think all bands are that early on in their career had to like act that cool? Yes. Like, that like time, the Beatles were like, did they pose no, or did they like no. they just were cool? But of that you time, oh, yeah. I think of Warren's time, Preston, you'd right. probably yeah. agree that was the thing you had to do. Well, and there's a there's a book that I'd mentioned yesterday yeah. that's coming out uh that's about that time period and how it was just it was excess. It was over the top. It was yeah. Hi, I'm Tony Bennett. I like to rock and roll but not <laughs> blowing up town. My fans always come first. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> I like butt stuff. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Tony, we're recording. Much, should we do that again? No, let's do that again. Tony, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I like to use my fingers. Oh, Tony. No, no, no. Dial nine seven six. Tony. Dial it back, Tony. <laughs> this is all from the T-Mobile story. <laughs> oh yeah, we're in news right now. I got distracted. I'm sorry. Uh, Case. So they restored uh, service at about one a.m. this morning, and it was it was affecting uh, calling and texting. So okay, yeah, should... I just I just dialed in and I got through. So whew, thank God I can use my phone, which I won't use. <laughs> Thanks for calling back, Casey. I can't wait to tell you about uh, all the stuff I like to do, rocking and rolling and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to sports. Multi-
possible Houston Texans and Dallas Cowboys football players, including Pro Bowl running back Ezekiel Elliott, have tested positive for COVID-19. None of the players are believed to have been in their team facilities, and the Cowboys and Texans teams follow proper health protocols. Elliott's agent told NFL.com that the Dallas Star is feeling good. The scheduled start for, of training camp for most teams is about six weeks away. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. Former Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins, who has been an advocate for racial equality and social justice, has been hired by CNN as a contributor to speak on national matters of racial and social injustice. Jenkins is expected to contribute to several CNN programs and other content. Jenkins has been uh, prominently involved in social causes and community endeavors throughout his 12-year career spent with the Saints and the Eagles. And finally, Kevin Durant officially joined the Philadelphia Union as an investor and part owner, including a marketing and community partnership with 35 Ventures. Durant purchased a 5% ownership stake in the club with the option to purchase an additional 5% in the future. When asked about buying into the team, Kevin Durant said, I'm looking forward to working in the Chester and Philadelphia communities and making an impact in the same way that the KDCF has been able to in my hometown of Prince George's County. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome you to uh, Tuesday morning with the President Steve Show. And you know how when uh, you know you, you have a weekend coming up, you've been busy as hell all week, and then you see that you just have... You have nothing on the books, and it's just absolutely a clean slate, and you can do, fill it with whatever you want. Yep. That's today on our show today. Right. We do whatever the hell we want to do today. It's whatever the hell we want Tuesdays, and we actually plan it this way. Yeah, we don't have any guests. Actually, <laughs> Big J. Okerson canceled for today, so. Uh, but he, and because he was going to be drinking heavily last night at some event, so we're going to talk That's to him. That's why he canceled? That's our yeah. understanding, oh, yeah. So he's yeah. doing, he was doing a Legion of Skanks thing that was specifically about drinking last night. Ah. He did say, he goes, oh, he's like, but you promoted it, right? He's like, I'll wake. I'm like, no. I'm like, we want you, we want, you know, peak performance, Big J Ogerson, not like, you know, rolling out of bed. It'd be unfair. It'd be unfair to expect him to come on after doing one of those things, especially the way I'm sure he's going to, or the way he did party last night. (laughs) When did you reschedule it for? Uh, You know, we're going to move it to next week because he's actually, um, he's going to be promoting some, uh, some dates. That's a good sign. Starting to happen. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyhow, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into whatever we want to get into today, and we hope you will certainly join us. We're gonna ride shotgun with you on wherever you may be happening to head this morning. We'll come back with some entertainment news, a stupid question. I have a very special birthday that I will add amongst Ah. the birthday list, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Anyway. All right, so we're going to do a stupid question this morning. Give away a digital download of the action-packed thrill ride Sniper Assassins. And the question that I have for you this morning concerns Sitting Bull. Yes. Of which tribe was Sitting Bull a chief and holy man? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Of which tribe was Sitting Bull a chief and holy man? Call now. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through... The birthday's on Tuesday, June 16th, where we wait for your answer, and we'll start with actor John Cho. Kind of first popped up in the American Pie films, just had a little tiny role, but he made an impact. He's the first guy that would say MILF 
Yes, long, that's long right. Ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. time I ever heard it. Yeah. Oh, really? And you hadn't heard it before that? I, that's the first time I ever heard MILF. Oh, I had okay. heard it. Uh, a guy named Brian that I worked at WDRE with brought me up to speed on that term. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I heard it on the screen, and I was like, okay, I guess it's official now. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was something he and his friends made up. And didn't you, because it, it had sort of, it came out, obviously, if you break down the words, the F is a lot more potent than you would, you know, maybe think, but then it started to, started to diminish a little bit. And it you did. sort of gave it as a compliment to someone who was like, my God. Uh, yeah, there was one time I, right. I, we did that for a woman, uh, we, we, when we first started, like, our Philly's Hottest, and the word MILF was put up as when she contacted me, she's like, I did not appreciate that. <laughs> I'm like it's a uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, mean yeah, yeah. it doesn't. No, it's no. not as perverted as it sounds. Right, right, right. It just right. means you're a uh, hot mom. mom. Yeah. So anyway, well, also when I first heard the term MILF, man, they were always older than me, and now huh? they're all younger than me. <laughs> yes, yeah. they are. All right, so uh, but he also has done a wonderful job as Sulu in the Star Trek uh, series. God, I hope they make another movie. They're supposed to make another movie, yeah. uh, and all of them so far have been consistently very good. Uh, John Cho is forty-eight today. Uh, Daniel Bruhl, uh, the German oh. actor, uh, Captain America: Civil War. He plays the main nemesis in that. Yeah, film. yeah. I've been watching that movie. That's been my go-to-sleep movie for the past four or five nights. Uh, and every time oh. I go to bed, I I start it's adorable. With, I start where I left off. He's not German. He's Spanish. No, he's that's Spanish. what. That's how good an actor he yeah, is. He was born in Barcelona. Uh, yeah, but I think he has a German heritage. Okay, so, so his, parents... his father's German. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, but uh, great actor, also in the movie Rush, and uh, I've seen him pop up in a few other things where he's great. He's forty two today. The Bastards too, right? He's the German actor, the propaganda <gasps> film. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He's that's gr- where I first saw him. He's great in that. Yeah, uh, Diana DeGarmo, yes. American Idol runner up. What's this? I remember her. She was like 16 or something like that when she... uh, Did she become a judge eventually? No. Okay. No, she did uh, what most uh, American Idol contestants do, which is, uh, you know, fade into the... uh, Anonymity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Then we have Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne. Super talented. Yep. Uh, She's been in loads of movies throughout the years. She is uh, 65 today. Roberto Duran, we were talking about him not long ago. That was uh, Mike Tyson's favorite boxer. Of and all the time. founding member of Duran Duran. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think so, but oh, we may I, want to rock a wiki on that. Maybe I'm no. wrong on that. I'm sorry. That would be yeah. interesting if you were. Roberto Duran Duran. He's 60. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, celebrating his 69th birthday today. Uh, and then you have Joan Van Ark. On Dallas and Knott's Landing. So Joan Van Ark was always a very naturally... Beautiful woman, and man, has she butchered herself. She did. She uh, really Kathy, did. if yeah. you want to see one of the most horrifying transformations oh. as a result of cosmetic surgery, Joan Van Ark. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my. Thank oh. you. You're okay. We're she looking was at a picture. Pretty. She was gorgeous. Naturally beautiful. Oh, my and God. And she- what, sh- what is that? Uh, it's, it's hard to say. We're looking at a picture of her. They just, you know... They, I think they, it starts off by they're doing a little bit. Just a little bit more. And then they want a little more and a little more and a little more. And the next thing you know, and you, I, I you, think just, you look deformed. Why do people butcher themselves that way? I, know. <laughs> I think part of it, too, is a, when you have so many surgeries, they don't all go perfect. So you get something that you don't like, and now you got to go back in and fix it. So mm-hmm. that's added on to the surgery after surgery. Yep. So uh, she celebrates her 77th birthday wow. today. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Eddie Cibrian. Who is on uh, CSI Miami and Third Watch and husband of Leanne Rhymes is uh, 47 years old today. Uh, it's a big 50th birthday from 
for uh, Phil Mickelson, one of the one of the all time greats uh, in the world of golf. Is he the one with the uh, rheumatoid arthritis? His rheumatoid arthritis, and the word is he is an a hole to so, the nth degree. I've talked to a couple of pros who that too. encountered him. He's great. He knows he's great, right? And he knows that you know he's great. <laughs> And he wants you to know that yeah. he knows <laughs> that you <laughs> know that he's, he's great. great. He's just yeah. Mister Attitude, and he's the Kurt Schilling of golf. There you go. Yeah, I mean, very well done. When you're done talking about Phil, uh, then it's somebody else's turn to talk about Phil. Yep. And, and the problem, I think, is that he portrays a nice guy. Well, the old the old uh, saying is enough about me. What do you think about me? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I watched that uh, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady golf off uh, a few weeks ago. He seemed like a nice guy. Right. Exactly. Comes yeah, out that yeah. way. Well, he's, he's not, not going to be on broadcast television going, ah! I, I bought his instructional package, and, yeah. and it helped my golf game quite a bit. But, you know, the word is, behind the scenes, he's uh, he's kind of like uh, uh, in uh, Tin Cup. Um, oh, uh, uh, Don Johnson. Uh, yeah, Don yeah, Johnson's yeah. character, you know. but So do you cheer on the arthritis in this case, or are you still sorry for him? I don't know. He's, he's, he's yeah. great to watch play golf, though, man, because he's amazing. He's 50 years old today. And the last and special birthday that I saved for last today, Steve-O, Play an audio clue as to whose birthday it is, and here we go. I oh my God! It's Gino Vanelli. <laughs> Gino Vanelli's birthday today. Gino Vanelli, and uh, the hairy Canadian. And we we mainly focus on this because of uh, Jackie Bam Bam. I guess I brought it up on the air one time, and then Jackie ran with it. Right? Well, he came in. What was the story, Casey? I, I don't know why he brought up Gina Vanelli. I had never really heard the guy's name before. But I he, joked uh, about him was... on air. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And then and then Jackie and Jackie was reminded of it. And I remember the morning case he was standing next to you as you were trying to work. Yeah. <laughs> With his uh, nose touching your cheek. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I you listen, it was it was a uh I, I wish I could take that moment back because I because I, I absolutely You wigged out on I, him? I wigged out, I lost my cool. But but I but I had told him time and time again prior to that morning, listen, man, I, I can't talk. I'm I'm getting my work done. It's it's not, you know, chit chat time. Yeah, the show's coming up in a little bit. We're preparing for the show. And that particular morning I was a little grumpy. I was very tired. I was trying to get my work done, and I had asked him to, like, you know, leave me alone a couple of times nicely. And then he started singing Gina Vanelli in my ear, and I lost it. How did it go? What did you I, I, I just want to. I mean, that, that's the but, song but that he the, sang. I the way you told, I remember you telling it was you said, Look, I'm busy. He had already been singing it. And yeah. he, he acknowledged. He was like, Yeah, yeah, I, I, oh, you, you're right. You're right. I, I got you. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He did not walk away. He just took a step away. Yeah. He waited about three or four seconds, and then he was like, I just want to stop. Started and doing tell you, it again. And Nick is over there, probably. Always oh, laughing my ass. Laughing his ass. Yeah. And he was just sort of reflexively singing and not realizing he was singing it. There was a cue. For, there was a cue for him to leave the room. There were several of those. Uh, there was. There was. Um, but regardless, <laughs> Jackie Bam Bam. Is never ever ever does does he ever deserve the way that I wigged out mm. wow. that particular morning? He wow, is, you apologized. Okay. He's the nicest guy. I yes. blame Gino yeah. Vanelli yeah. for yeah. writing yeah. such infectious yeah. pop hits. Please. It's anybody's fault. It's uh, Gino Vanelli. Yeah. Yeah. Gino is uh, celebrating his 68th birthday today. So happy birthday! Yeah.
I can, we all can look back on it and laugh now, though. Can we? Vanilla. Yes, we can. Yes. <laughs> all right, we're going to go to the phone, see if we can get an answer to the stupid question of which tribe was Sitting Bull a chief and holy man, and I will go to Mike for the answer. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, bud? Godzooks. Godzooks. <laughs> all right. Do me a favor, Mike. <laughs> what uh, tribe was Sitting Bull a chief and holy man of? Was it the Lakota tribe? The Lakota tribe. <laughs> Hold on just a moment. We'll get your information, and we're going to set you up with a digital download of the Action Pack, Thrill Ride, Sniper Assassins, and starring Chad Michael Collins and Tom Berenger, legendary sniper Thomas Beckett and his son, special ops sniper Brandon Beckett, are on the run from the CIA, the Russian mercenaries, and Yakuza trained assassin. And a rabid dog. Uh, available today on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD, and that's from Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. All right, let's get into some stuff. For the first, for, I'm sorry, not the first time, the fourth time in history, the Oscars have been postponed. Uh, the Academy of Motion Picture, Arts, and Sciences announced on Monday that the 93rd Academy Awards telecast has been postponed by two months from February 28th to April 25th. You know, it'd be awesome if they really spaced them out because in any awards season, they're all bunched on yeah. top of each other and it gets so oh. annoying. Yeah. You think that's possible? I, I'm praying to God it's possible. Yeah. Okay. I, I hate awards season. Academy President David Rubin and CEO Don Hudson Don Hudson uh, said, for over a century, movies have played an important role in comforting, inspiring, and entertaining us during the darkest of times. They certainly have this year. Our hope in extending the eligibility period and our awards date is to provide the flexibility filmmakers need to finish and release their films without being penalized for something beyond anyone's control. It's mainly so they can finish these projects. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, this, I mean, what, what movies, there are a lot of movies that are still in the queue. Uh, this coming Oscars and the opening of our new museum will mark an historic moment, gathering movie fans around the world to unite through cinema. Uh, the Governor's Award Gala, which typically takes place in the fall, has also been postponed. Uh, the date is to be determined. The December opening of the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures was pushed to April and will happen in tandem with the Oscars. The eligibility rules have also been loosened to accommodate disruption, uh, disruptive productions. Um, these, you don't actually have to have a movie. Uh, the submission deadline for specialty categories, which are animated feature film, documentary feature, documentary short, international film, a few other categories, uh, is December 1st. Uh, the submission deadline for general entry categories, including Best Picture, Original Score, and Original Song, is now January 15th, according to Variety. And I assume they're relaxing the requirement that you have to have run the movie in an active theater. It doesn't say anything here. You would have to. I mean, that's probably the biggest aspect mm -hmm. of this whole COVID thing. The, the, the theaters have been shut down. The format of the ceremony of the Dolby Theater in Hollywood, uh, set to air on ABC, is also in flux. Now, the Oscars have been delayed previously. In 1938, after massive flooding in Los Angeles, in 1968, after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and again in 1981, following an assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know they postponed it for that. They did that, yeah. Uh, the uh, Which is interesting because... There were two of them, actually. Uh, there was one with Squeaky From, and I forget the other one. Well... The other one was uh, Mark David Chapman, uh, or no. No, they were, they were that, was John Lennon. that was John Lennon. Right. It was uh, John Hinckley, I'm John sorry. John Hinckley. But that happened, <laughs> Jim Michael the, Vincent. that happened in the summer, right? They were I remember. Actually, I think there might have actually been three attempts, Preston, now that I think. No, there were, maybe one was Gerald Ford. 19, I get confused. 1981. This one happened in 81. So anyhow. It was John Wilkes Booth. I said, John that is, Hinckley. That is when they, uh, they postponed it for a third time. And, uh, or, yeah. 
2020, major winners, by the way, uh, included uh, Parasite for Best Picture, Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor, and Joker and Renee Zellweger for Best Actress in Judy. One on Reagan, uh, two within a week on Ford. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Just right. one on Reagan. Squeaky Fromm was the attempt, uh, was Squeaky Fromm's attempt on Ford? On Ford, yeah. Right. All right. Uh, nominations for the 2020 BET Awards are in. Speaking of awards, with Drake leading the charge to six nominations. You know, the funny thing with, with Drake is that he is like he dominates these award shows. Mm-hmm. Is he is he that ex- incredibly popular? I rarely hear people mention Drake. Um, hmm. I see posts online. I think a lot of a lot of ladies love Drake. From what I ladies see, love so, Drake. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the virtual show will be held on June 28th. Uh, Megan, uh, Megan the Stallion and Roddy Rich had got five nods each. Beyonce and Jay-Z's eight-year-old daughter, Blue Ivy, yeah. is also uh, getting a nomination for her appearance on the mom's on her mom's uh, song, Brown Skin Girl from the Lion King, the gift soundtrack album. She's also up for a Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, at, so, uh, at eight, eight years old. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, the BET Awards recognize achievements in music, TV, film, and sports across 21 categories. Stay tuned for more on this year's humanitarian and lifetime achievement honorees and the show's talent and hosts. My son is into rap, so as a result, uh, you know, I, I have, have been listening as well. So he likes You Drake. assimilate. Uh, I try to, you know, just kind of give us some yeah. common ground. But uh, Roddy Rich is one of his... But my son is obsessed on... Who the num- what the number one song is like you know and so uh, for some reason that gives credence to him or okay. you know if everyone likes it it's got to be good yeah all right yeah yeah I remember when I was a kid and listening to Casey's Top Forty that's right it was important to know and uh-huh. this latest hit from Megan The Stallion what the number one song was so and Roddy Rich Richie Rich Roddy Roddy. Celebrities reacted to the landmark decision yesterday by the Supreme Court in which they declared it illegal for an employer to fire someone because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, The 6-3 ruling uh, made members of the LGBTQ community part of the Title VII Civil Rights Act. So a few of the reactions. uh, Cynthia Nixon celebrated huge victory for LGBTQ rights, she wrote. Uh, Laverne Cox said, we have won at the Supreme Court in the United States. She said this while tearing up in part of an Instagram stories post. It's very emotional. We won at the Supreme Court. I can't even believe it. I'm overwhelmed. A 6-3 decision stating that it is illegal to fire someone for being LGBTQ in the United States of America. Ellen DeGeneres applauded the historic moment. And Meghan McCain wrote that the ruling was huge and long overdue. Mandy Moore dubbed the decision incredible news, adding that it's a bright spot in a dark time. And George Takei, we were just talking about the character Sulu a moment ago, tweeted, The LGBTQ rights movement began 51 years ago with the Stonewall riots led by trans people of color heroes. Today we mark another milestone in our struggle for equality with a victory in the Supreme Court extending the Title VII non-discrimination protections to LGBTQs. So a little stunned uh, by not one word from Gino Vanelli. Nobody. No, Why no he, sang. He, uh, yeah. he sang. He sang. Okay. He was so emotional, I guess. Yeah, that he, he could break, only tell you in song. Yeah, to break it, which song. is his tool. Yeah, that's what he yeah, does. That's what he does. Liza Minnelli. Haven't heard that name in a while. No, Liza Minnelli. It's been good. Is not. <laughs> it sounds like Gino Minnelli. Yes, Liza Minnelli. Gino Minnelli. Yeah. Li- okay. Gino Minnelli. Gino Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. <laughs> These are your favorite flavors. Yes. 
of ice cream. Uh, so Liza Minnelli is not friends with Prince Harry or Meghan Markle. I knew it! We live in... It just didn't seem like it could be. We live in strange times. It seems that celebrities now feel the need to take to social media to shut down chatter about even the most innocuous rumors of friendship. After The Sun had published a report claiming they were all pals... And that the cabaret star was helping Harry find his feet in L.A., she wrote on social media, while I wish them well, I have never met Prince Harry and Meghan. What is this crap? Look at this crap. Look at this. Who wrote this? Any statement to the contrary is a complete fabrication. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm glad she cleared that up. Well, Harry and Meghan may not be pals with the 74-year-old Tony winner. They have a lot of Hollywood friends, including David Beckham, Victoria Beckham, Elton John, James Corden, George Clooney, (laughs) Gino Benelli, Oprah Winfrey, (laughs) Idris Elba, all of they're now staying in uh, Canada. They are in uh, Van- on Vancouver Island, which is, if you're looking for a place to vacation, it's yeah. beautiful. Gorgeous. So yeah. you're allowed to travel to Canada now? I don't know. You just uh, uh, sneak across the border. Uh, all of whom attended the 2018 wedding. Uh, they're also staying at Tyler Perry's mansion while they look for a permanent home. Now, Megan, meanwhile, is being described as a fame addict in Lady Colin Campbell's new book, Megan and Harry, The Real Story. In the book, Campbell says that Meghan wants to run for president of the U.S. someday and that England doesn't do it for her. It just doesn't do it for I got inside with the real scoop. Uh, she described her as an operator, a fame addict, who's had a serious... She's a smoker, she's a toker. <laughs> she's a midnight joker. Some people call her Maurice. <laughs> Because she sings of the pompatus of love. You're uh, just taking lyrics from a song. I know. My publisher uh, moved up the, the publishing date. Uh, she has also had a series of men, according to Lady Colin Campbell. Some oh. might call her a strumpet. Uh, page Some t- might call her a filthy whore. <laughs> but you're not calling her that. Not though. at all. No. But a source, cl- a source close. Isn't that always had a source close to? Page 261 states, Megan's whole life is an act. Harry uh, was, Harry? quote, desperate. <laughs> Harry. Was desperate to meet someone. Uh, Harry! Uh, he is not the swiftest. <laughs> that's, how she's, that's how she calls him in the morning when she yeah. has no makeup. Harry! <laughs> Why did you eat all the Fruit Loops? I don't Harry? like, I don't eat the Fruit Loops. <laughs> Harry! Harry! Uh, she said, he's not the swiftest. He's a prop. And wow. page 217 calls him pathetic. Uh, the book drops June 25th. Simon & Schuster is the publisher. So I assume they're not going to be showing up at the book signings. No. That's not. <laughs> it seems rather critical of the couple. All right. Uh, there's been a, a debate about SpongeBob, SquarePants, sexuality, and Nickelodeon seemed to confirm his status with a tweet that showed SpongeBob with trans star Michael D. Cohen and the bisexual, the legend of Korra character, uh, Avatar Korra, writing, celebrating pride with the LGBTQ plus community. All right, so I didn't know what this is all about, but I can confirm I saw him having sex with a woman uh, as a result. So he is not gay. <laughs> SpongeBob. Oh, oh. I, I don't know why this ended up on my Twitter feed. You but got there SpongeBob was, porn? There was a guy. I'm sorry. Suit. There was SpongeBob. Getting oral, and I was like, "Why is this on my feet?" Because somebody had liked it 
Somebody that I follow. Okay, so you, you saw like a, a video was sent to you of some dude dressed as SpongeBob? It was not sent to me. It ended up on my Twitter You requested feed. it. I did not. You purchased it. <laughs> Wait a minute, but but hang on. Seriously, okay. it was a, a person in costume or was it an animation? No, it was a person in costume. God. <laughs> hey, that doesn't necessarily no, mean doesn't anything. Mean it could be gender fluid. No, you're right. It could be bi. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But anyhow, that's uh, that's, people are interpreting uh, interpreting this as that. So. Who's the last one that that uh, there was? Uh, uh, I think we're watching the very movie you're talking about. <laughs> oh this year. my god! <laughs> this is seriously. Yes, it was a gift, though, right? <laughs> this is a straight up video, right? Yeah. Here. Straight up. Let, oh my it. god! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Sandy. 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 She's got right. her her She's space take helmet, the helmet on. off. She was hitting. Sandy. Oh, my God. Oh my uh, God. Man, SpongeBob is hung. Listen, you think you work in a cool office. By the way, yeah, this worked. is considered research. Let's yeah. see them put this up at Merrill Lynch. Okay. 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 You can take that off of there. Marissa just grabbed it right off her phone. It By was in her save files. How is it that they can get that content on that computer out there and my laptop won't allow that? I can get it on mine. Do you yeah, want me to that's your it? personal computer, Yeah, I guess though. that's true, yeah. Oh. So I, use, I have a company computer. And so do the, Anyway, I, I don't want to muck up the system. Okay. It's cold and we can't get porn. All What's right. going on here? Let me see what else I have here for you. We're and done with SpongeBob. <laughs> We're done with SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all that there is in the story. Apparently, he likes oral. Yeah, apparently, he likes a little bit of everything. So, um, all right, <laughs> on to a more serious story. Salma Hayek is taking it upon herself to help find a U.S. Army soldier who went missing from her Texas military base in April. The actress took to Instagram over the weekend to share a photo of Private First Class Vanessa. Uh, Gulen, I think is how you say her last name, who was last seen in the parking lot of a regimental engineering squadron headquarters at Fort Hood uh. on April 22nd. Her car keys, barracks room key, identification card, and wallet were later found in the armory room where she was working earlier in the day. Hayek uh, took to Instagram to note that uh, Gulen's family uh, believes that she vanished under suspicious circumstances and vowed to post a picture of her every day until she is found. Was this just something that caught her eye and she's pursuing it because it, it, it touched her? Does she has does she have any other uh, relationship to this person or the family? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure how she got connected to them, but she wrote in a post uh. her mother, Gloria, claims that she had complained to her about a sergeant sexually harassing her. When her mother advised her to report him, Vanessa said other women had reported him and they were not believed. Uh, and Hayek con- concluded saying, Vanessa and Gloria, I believe you, and I pledge to put Vanessa's photo on my stories every day until she found... I mean, she may have just stumbled across it oh, and man. decided to take that on. Uh, since then, she seems to have made good on her promise, even sharing a follow-up uh, post in which she's holding a Bring Vanessa, a Bring Back Vanessa missing person poster that she seemingly made using a photo, a marker, and a piece of cardboard. Uh, since the disappearance, the U.S. Army has continued its extensive search, even going as far as to offer a $15,000 reward for credible information about the 20-year-old's whereabouts. So her like stuff is just left there. Yeah. yeah, and looks like there's billboards all around town near where the fort is, and so there's an all-out effort to find okay. her at this point. All right, well, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll, they will track her down, and hopefully it'll be a good outcome in this. Uh, let's see, Jurassic World Dominion will resume filming on July 6th in the U.K., According to reports, uh, pre-production was halted in March due to the coronavirus just four weeks into its 20-week production schedule. When uh, production resumes, safety procedures such as temperature checks and extra cleanings will be implemented to the tune of about $5 million. 
Uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are set to return to London and go through a two-week quarantine and then get us started. I assume Michael Cicchino is doing the music for that, uh, right? That's a yeah. natural assumption. He is, yeah. I believe that's one of the ones that he told us about, but I, I know that he is. And then I think in Universal Florida, I think they're going to be opening up that Jurassic World, the expanded exhibit, which is supposed to be really cool. Cool. Uh, and then one last story. Arnold Schwarzenegger is signed on to invest in children's media company, Genius Brands. <laughs> yeah, he was already slated to produce and star in the animated series Stan Lee's superhero, Kindergarten. Uh, the show created by Lee as one of his final projects will bow next year on Amazon Prime. Well, he was a teacher in Kindergarten Cop. This that, all works out. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> Arnold said he was, quote, honored to help realize Stan's vision of creating a children's cartoon series that not only entertains with superhero adventures, but also imparts valuable lessons about the importance of health, exercise, nutrition, anti-bullying, and diversity. Stuff like that. Yeah, and, and these things. These sort of things that happen <laughs> yeah. to the kids. When they, go, they go to the school and they have the things like the bullying, and then they have the mules that come up and play with them. <laughs> And these things that they, that uh, these sort of things that distract them from these what? various things. Well, they play a game called "Who Is Your Daddy" and what does he do? Yeah, what does he do? What does he do? And then they go to play duck, duck, goose. Uh-huh. And then they then they then when the nap time comes, I'm going to put on the soothing sounds of the Gino Vanelli. Uh-huh. Is everybody sleepy? <laughs> Uh, so Arnold is going to be a part of that. Uh, Look, I have two ferrets. Uh, he is investing into the uh, children's media company. Did he have two ferrets or he one? He had one. No, he, he had, had one. one. Uh, Beastmaster. Yeah, Beastmaster. Dar had two. Yeah. Moto and Kodo. Are... That is correct. Well, I'm so Kodo. stupid. My name is Dar. Dude. Dar. <laughs> I watched Beastmaster a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I own it. On, it's, I, I love it. It is terrible. It's it is. terribly, yeah. no, I'll tell it's you terribly what, awesome. There's some great sequences in it. And the one sequence I really like, because he can know, uh, he can see through the animal's eyes yeah and uh, there's the scene where the witch starts to crawl up the wall and is going up above him and the tiger looking through the cage he sees through the tiger's eyes and he rams the sword up into her above him even yeah. though he's been blinded somehow yeah that's a true story yeah two things i love uh john amos's uh, g-string oh that he wears <laughs> and uh the way he would call his hawk <laughs> no <laughs> he, he, he would breathe in <laughs> what he would be yeah <laughs> But he would cough. He would... <laughs> Knock it off! Would you shut up? I'm trying lady. to sleep. Dar. Dar. This is my brother, Duh. Beastmaster. If you always, if you've never seen that, if if you're younger but you you appreciate bad cinema, you need to watch Beastmaster. No, I tell you what, Mark Singer is jacked in the movie. He is. Yeah, he is. And who is the twenty? No, Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts. I could pretty sw- gorgeous. When I watched it, I could have sworn that you saw full frontal on her when she you, was getting. You do not. You, you see yeah. full frontal on a bear. <laughs> okay, and I then, thought so too. Uh, yeah. Case when she's bathing and he comes and he's like, "The beast is fierce." Yeah. When yeah. he pretends, like oh, yeah. you. The tiger's going to attack him. <laughs> and then he he, tur- he turns around and does an inhaler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Do you remember? Dar just swallowed a bug. <laughs> the very this, it might have been the very first uh, Preston and Steve product placement thingy. The sandwich called the Dar. Oh yeah, 
What was the sandwich? Do you remember it what was, the sandwich I, was? I think it was meatballs. It was it was um, garlic bread, okay. garlic garlic buttered bread. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Meatballs, French fries. There might have been potatoes. I on think there was it a potato element to yeah. it. That was one of the big sells on it because that was all sort of the rage at that time. The dar, dar, <laughs> and it was. Uh, I remember listening when you guys created that. <laughs> what was the name of the restaurant? Um, it was in the something, northeast, right? Something about the rooster. Rooster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Oh, no, what in northeast? It was in Center City. Center City, right yeah. by um, right by Helium. Yeah. You know what? It's not there anymore. It was a good sandwich. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I liked it. You you liked it, Kev? It, yeah, it had. Yeah. Uh, it was like meatballs and cheese. Yeah, yeah with uh, French fries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dar, and, and there might have been roasted peppers on it too. Oh, I remember. Okay, enough about that. We got clips to play. Four African American veterans returned to Vietnam to seek the remains of their fallen squad leader in the Five Bloods. And in this clip, director Spike Lee discusses pitching the film to movie studios. Every studio we took this film to said no. Netflix was the last place. So love the Netflix. And also, it was Netflix for a budget, for a price. And to add another $100 million to do special effects the agent was not, the film would not be made. <laughs> They added an extra $100 million when it went to Netflix? Netflix. Wow. When they open up the, the purse strings, they yeah. throw money at these things, and obviously that's how well they're doing. Uh, it's got 92% so far yeah. on tomatoes. Did you still. see Black Klansman? You know what? I, I need to finish that. It's I just really good. started watching it not that long ago, and I watched like the first 20 minutes, and then I had stuff I had to get to, and I was really sucked into it. I need to. You're I got to watch it. When you're done, you're going to be humming that Gino Vanelli song. All the time? <laughs> Black Clansman. Yeah. It's uh, it's really it's a it's a it's a it's it's bizarrely there there are laughs in it as well, but it's 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 a yeah, it, yeah. I picked up because on that. It's, it's so it's so bizarre, yeah, and so crazy. Uh, the Five Bloods is streaming now on Netflix. By the way, here's the next clip. Space Force follows the group tasked with creating a new out of this world branch of the military. In this clip, John Malkovich discusses what his character Mallory would say in a confessional style interview, like in the office. I think I think Mallory would probably try to uh, explain to F. Tony Ben's character why we need so why we need to enlist social media in the struggle to make sure that set that space is not militarized. Shut the f- up! Is he speaking like the character, or is that? A little John bit. Being I think it's John being weird too. I, okay. I, I enjoyed it. I you said it. he's hilarious he, in this. He's the best part of the show. Him and uh, Ben Schwartz are just awesome. He, he can be extraordinarily funny. There is a, yeah. a great bit, uh, an SNL bit, where he's reading a um, Christmas story to kids who are gathered around, and yes. he has a bowl full of throat lozenges yeah. that he keeps offering to them as candy. Okay, uh, and uh, it's just great. Uh, he is uh, Space Force. By the way, is streaming now on Netflix. Do you know he was good in there with the two movies, Red. Uh, with uh, Bruce Willis. Yep. Never did see those. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's from a Marvel series. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a comic relief character. Okay. Uh, that's my report for you this morning in the world of entertainment. Uh, we're gonna take a break <laughs> and come back in a moment. Thank you, John. <laughs> Call the bird. Uh, we will return in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us on the drive in this morning. Now that we're actually leaving the house more often, WMMR reminds you. 
you're gonna have to put on some clothes. People! And if you gotta get dressed, why not step up your wardrobe game with the coolest threads from the MMR Rock Shop? There's tons of new and throwback MMR designs to choose from that you can't get anywhere else. Look, you can't go out there naked, okay? Seriously, no. So shop the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. All the merch that rocks. And don't forget your pants. You know, I noticed something this morning. Oh, my morning. God. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. He notices all, so you don't have to. Noticing is hard, and he does it better than you ever will. Uh, I noticed. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the noticer. I noticed as I uh, looked in the mirror uh, the other day at my wavy locks, uh, because I've not had a haircut in quite some time, that uh, I, I kind of am, am liking. Are you? The longer look. Oh. And have you Fabio-looking son of a bitch. Debated whether or not to keep growing things out and see what it would be like. And uh, then again, I noticed what a pain in the ass it is to clean it, wash it, product yeah. it, shape it, do it, everything you got to do to do when you get longer hair. And, and a lot of people don't know you do jerry curl as well. <laughs> so knowing me, I will probably get right back in and, and get it trimmed back. What's the longest your hair's ever been? Ever been? Uh, I mean, in your rock. Okay, so down, down here. About mid-biceps? Uh, not quite, okay. but a little bit above mid-biceps. All, right, all uh, right. You posted a video the other day, and I apologize because I never got to like fully watch it. Um, but it started at the top of your head. And when I when I saw it pop up on my Instagram, uh, the volume wasn't turned on. And, and for whatever reason, I didn't get to watch it. Was it about your hair? No, it was about uh, subscribing to my YouTube page. Oh! <laughs> but... It was okay. in the morning, and I woke up with bedhead. That's what it was. And okay. so that's what I just started with, oh. and, I, and I, I held it up to my... Because I, I don't know. I just I like to zoom in on something and then zoom out and then start yeah. my video. So I just figured I'd focus on my hair. That's what I miss about the longer hair is the bedhead. You get great bedhead, Awesome head, bedhead, yes. Yep, that is the truth. Uh, in fact, a few weeks ago, I posted a, a, you know, a quarantine bedhead thread, and I got loads of response to yeah. people posting their bedhead shots because everybody's... Not everybody, but Nick, you have that head right now. <laughs> Nick, nah, you look like Astro. Wow. Nick looks head. like Astro Boy. Wow. Yeah. So it's been obviously since the pre-quarantine that I that I've gotten a haircut. And uh, <laughs> really, I'm, yeah, I can tell uh, pre-shave either or pre-pandemic uh, shave. But um, I'm liking the length. But it is in that weird, awkward yes. stage where do you keep it going? But I'm going to keep it going. See how see how it looks. You should do it. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, are we bringing back the ponytail? Well, no. It, go go Vetter-esque. Eddie Vedder Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, the ponytail is kind of a, a weak commitment. If you're going to grow long hair, you might as well just grow the long hair. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Don't do I, a man bun. I'm not a man bun guy, exactly. Right, yeah. Right. So, but, but I'm kind of liking the flow, so we'll just we'll see where it goes from here. Do you know the okay. problem with the man bun is that when, when you're not rocking the man bun, the way the hair hangs looks yeah. so dumb? But this is the perfect excuse to do it. You know, yeah, the, yeah. you'll never have an excuse like this bef- uh, again, probably, to grow your hair out. My son Carter has a mane. He just has a huge... Well, it's like mid back. He's got. Yeah, he like ties it up, right? Yeah, and see, we can't figure out. We're like, let it hang, man. Yeah. Wear it down from Fly time to time. Flyer freak flag. It's funny because my son Parker has whose hair is almost as long. He never puts his up, and we're always like, you should put your hair up, man. <laughs> <laughs> or at least every now and then. So we we got a role reversal thing. Uh, but anyhow, one of the things that I wanted to bring up about the hair situation is as things are starting to open up, and we're going to start to see salons opening in in the near future. Um, I read this story that says uh, that longer, wavy hairstyles are said to be riskier for for spreading COVID-19. Of course they are. A former director at Vidal Sasson 
uh, says that opting for a bob cut would be a safe alternative. A safe <laughs> alternative uh, for uh, to the lengthy blow dry. So we might see more bobs. Bob! Uh, during the uh, so uh, we assume that because weeks. because the the COVID virus can stays on your hair is that what we're assuming? Uh, it says the the sooner the long tresses of yesterday's are dispensed with, the more hygienic it will be for all of us. The hour long blow dries in the salons uh-huh. are no longer safe for the stylist or client. It's the amount of time spent at uh, in styling tending it. to it. Yeah. I got right. You. So right. we always called it a bob haircut, and uh, well, I'm going to hit the sound effect. Now it's been it's now like known as the Karen, right? So that that's the similar. Is that the, is that the same? That's what they've called that now. Well, now, yeah, because of uh, you know the social media. A lot of those videos I've seen, the women don't have that short yeah. bob haircut. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I've, oh, seen, I've seen a number of them where they just their labeling was Karen, but their hair seems yeah. to be different. And because a classic bob is readily identifiable. Mm. Okay, maybe uh, one of them had it though. Case. Uh, yeah, maybe. So uh, the bob might become a... Have you ever had a, a cut that short, Kathy? I did, yes. Um, oh did my it work gosh. for you? I think in... Was it college? Sometime in college, I cut all my hair off. And then when I did the first locks of love, um, that was sort of... Um, okay. That wasn't a bob, though, right? I mean, it, sure. it, that was, I mean, that it was, was like a lo- steer. It was like a longer bob. I didn't go like all the way up to the ears. Okay. All right. Uh, but that might be... It might be resurfacing as a uh, as a popular do. We'll it's, see. It's funny because my brother-in-law and uh, my sister-in-law came into town. Uh, and, the, you know, he's rocking a little bit of a uh, quarantine beard and stuff like that. And... and I realize I have when you shave your head and do that, uh, you know, I've I've not really changed much at all. Yeah. So I haven't had to deal with this. But, yeah, it's it's my wife is ecstatic. Preston, she finally got a uh, an appointment at her salon. OK, so they're opening up back uh, again. And she's she's just thrilled. So Chuck sent out that text the other day about uh, our boss, Bill Weston, having a purplish hue to his hair. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I haven't noticed it in no, no, Bill's hair either, though. And, and Bill's gone for a week, so we're not going to get a chance to take a look yeah. at it. But, yeah, he said it had a purplish hue. Now, Bill has. Silver, he has almost right. white hair, and so I guess it's in, majestic. I guess it's <laughs> it is flowing. I got to give Bill that. I look like a dove of peace. It's very flowy. But he, I would imagine, maybe in in certain lights, angles, lights? and lights, it might take on another color because it's void of color. Well, I have a question. Does he? I well, use I, manic panic. No one, <laughs> no one's probably going to know this, but um, I wonder if he has like has his hair done like if, if it's that's not all natural yeah naturally know. gray I've never asked him. because I, what yeah you mean that, I, that's a good question but that wouldn't make sense because he wouldn't be getting his hair done now to then because yeah. sometimes they can you know change the color up a bit and you'll end up with right. maybe a purple so hair. i says to madge i says are you going to stay with him <laughs> says uh do you remember the down day at the salon? He went straight slick back with it one yes. day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were like, what is that all about? Gordon Gecko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wall Street, financing. Yeah. Avariciousness. Greed, greed is good. Greed is good. Yeah. We can do I this give all- greed an A plus. <laughs> you guys could do this all week. He's not here. It's great. I, know. I, I won't get in trouble for it. Motorcycle <laughs> ride. We can touring be- the country. Yeah. Smoking Air cigars. Flying, smoking cigars. Yep. Hanging out with the boys. Yeah. Fraternal friendships. Enhancing life. Bill is a hardcore cigar guy, man. He really is. Like he smokes them in the morning and everything. Does he Helps know me the pe- take a dump? Does he know the people he goes on these trips no. with? 
Uh, he doesn't anymore. He's done. He hasn't had what? cigars I in months. I gave them up. Yeah, he gave them up. Oh. I didn't know that. Neither yeah. did I. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he used to be a uh, cigar in the morning guy. He would smoke cigars in his car, Kath. Wow. On his yes. motorcycle. Yeah. Gnarly. <laughs> I'd rather sit next to somebody who smoke a pack of cigarettes in, a, in an hour than a cigar. Really? I think I would take oh. a cigar over oh, cigarettes. I cigar smells. God, yeah, man. I would take a pipe over them all. I had one last weekend. I don't smoke them that much anymore and uh, I woke up the next morning I had a few beers too I woke up the next morning I just go was your hair purple? <laughs> no but I just wake up and I go uh-huh. oh, that was just disgusting mm-hmm. my lips give us a kiss just, <laughs> give us a kiss please wait mm-hmm. so does Bill know these people that he he goes riding with like uh, are they friends or I is ass- it just a group that rides together I assume it's a collective that he tours with is, do we know the no specifics? he's met them in various like uh, truck stop bathrooms and stuff. Stop yeah. Yeah. that's what I was yeah. wondering uh, I was at the tube steak on Monday night <laughs> oh, and it's all to the skin flute the foreskin <laughs> and other references to the penis I don't know, Kathy. I assume maybe he does, but you can you can meet up with groups, <laughs> like-minded guys. Right, you at know. truck stops. Yeah, at truck yeah. stops and whatnot. <laughs> Hang on. We a story, Bill. All right. <laughs> Somebody wants to uh, comment on the on the purple hair thing. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Mike? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Yep. Hey, um, my hair is white and uh, silver. Okay. And about once a week, I have to use a uh, purple shampoo just to keep out the yellow. So on the color wheel, yellow is at the opposite end of uh, purple. Okay. So, com- yeah. So, yeah, you know, purple or blue is used to combat ah. yellow. And, and it's a so neutralizer. Like, it just very lightly, and, very lightly yeah. stains it of sorts and or dyes it, I it, should say. Well, that would go, that okay. would go, Mike, with the, the, the blue-haired old lady. The old blue-haired. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's where that comes from. Right. It, it does mm-hmm. naturally take that that tint. Is it is it in in general lighting, or do you have to be in a particular kind of light to see that color pop up on your head, Mike? So it depends, really. So, like, my hair will look blonde under certain more yellow lights. Right. It'll look just pure white under uh, natural white lights. I've right? heard. I've so, heard. I've heard that 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 hair like that, like silver hair, and and because um, yeah. a lot of women are going, you know, yeah. straight gray, and and, yeah. and it looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also is the hardest to manage to to keep the color. It is extremely hard to manage. Yeah. Um, I've been lucky. My hair is soft still. It, soft it and silky. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike, how old are you? You sound young. Rough. Hmm? How old are you? You sound young. I'm uh, 47. Okay. So I went gray when I was like 21 or 22. I get that all the time. Dude, wow. I, I started to go gray in high school. I, I, I salt wow. and pepperish at least. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's yeah. wonderful. All right. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Mike. The, the, the purple shampoo right, might be the thing. All right. Take care, buddy. I do like that, that kind of white hair look yeah. on ladies. It reminds me of Storm from <laughs> yeah. the X-Men. Did you know I was going to say that? Yeah, it looks cool. And I always thought that was a, a hot look, even in comic books. She was one of the X-Men. She was. Mm. All right. Controls um, the weather. So, anyhow, and people are going to be rushing back. I have a friend of mine uh, who lives in Missouri who who is a hairstylist, and she said first day back, she worked like 11 hours on her feet, and it was hard because she hadn't done that in a while, and people were playing catch-up. You know, it's so, cathartic, too. Yeah. It also, it's a sign that things are moving back in the right way. Yes. All right. Uh, other things I noticed. More from the noticer. He noticed hair. What else will he notice? I noticed a story that Steve sent me. 
What did Steve send you? Steve sent me a story about uh, Elon Musk saying that we are about a year away from creating the $6 million man of sorts. Yeah. Uh, the eccentric tycoon said implanting chips into the human brain will allow paralyzed people to walk again. No way. It's a pretty bold and statement. Ruffled chips. Ah, what? those two. Wow. Uh, this, this is an amazing thing. They've started. Uh, they've been. If it'll work. If it if it'll work, they've yeah. started to achieve results in all sorts of of different experiments where they're getting these things to work. He's talking in a really comprehensive. Yeah. Way. Now you've seen where people can control prosthetics using yes, their mind. Right. This is actually being able to control your limbs once again. Right. Which you know they're going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to see that to believe it. But uh, his new device will help improve vision. Strength and host of other injuries uh, connected to the brain. He and remotely de- turn on and off lamps, Preston. He said the device <laughs> will be implanted in your skull and electrode threads Jeez. will be inserted carefully into the brain. And you wouldn't know that somebody has it. It can interface anywhere in the brain. Wow. In principle, it can fix almost anything that is wrong with the brain. And it can restore limb functionality. People can walk around and be normal. Maybe slightly better like the $6 million man, he says, though these days that would be cheap. I'm thinking of the movie Upgrade. Yeah. You know, which uh, mm-hmm. which is, and obviously that doesn't end well. But uh, yes, you've seen things where they there was an elaborate, it had to be like a half hour video, Preston, of a guy using um, one of these implanted chips to control two prosthetic arms yeah. with a level of precision yeah. that was just mind-blowing. And if we're there, and then couple that with the exoskeletons that allow people to have a sense of mobility, or even just shutting off the paralysis and reactivating things. Yeah, being able to control your muscles again would be crazy. I wonder if this is going to be like the new steroids in sports. If it would get to that level. Right. uh, Who knows? You know, I kind of doubt it, but uh, they, they might have a little issue with that. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> if, if if you're part cyborg, yeah. Well, I mean, they have they have issues with steroids, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, if uh, people start to deteriorate, and you know, they're they're performing at a certain level, and this is the way to sort of fix that or enhance that, and you know, maybe that's that's uh, something. I, listen, I know as I get older and my body aches a little bit more, and and I'm able to do less. Listen, I got on a trampoline last week. It's the first time in my life that I went on a trampoline and I didn't do a flip. Because I was a scared. You, was a, you were a scared? You I was were a, a scared? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, Listen, I, that I, has to be devastating. I, it's, it was, it, actually. It's I'm scared. It's sad. My shoulder. I haven't played golf in a year. My shoulder. And uh, and now, like, just doing chores around the house, I got to call in my sons because I'm like, if I can't lift that, I will flat out injure myself. Now, I'm eventually, I'm hopefully going to get this repaired and, and covered. Mm-hmm. Feed daddy. Uh, but yeah, feed daddy, please. <laughs> but yeah, it's legit. It's wear and tear, man. That's what happens. And listen, it happens. You know, you know what? Cecily Tynan had to have a, a knee replacement, right? Because of um, something like that, some sort of a, you know a corrective surgery. It happens. We're also there's a good portion of the population that's far more athletic than they've ever been, mm-hmm. and you're getting those injuries, those wear and tear injuries. Yeah, my dad has to have knee replacement surgery in the fall. We we found out over the weekend, oh. and um, he, the good news is that he can wait until the fall to do it. Uh, the bad news is that it's just, you know, it's a pretty invasive thing. Obviously, it's going to take a long time to recover, but it's necessary. And the hope is, obviously, that it uh, helps improve his life. Yeah. I watched that documentary, and I, I talked about it the last time we had uh, Adam Talaferro in. Um, there was a documentary about these people who were paralyzed for various different reasons. Right. One lady, she um, she was paralyzed through uh, uh, childbirth, car accidents. Uh, this one dude was a mountain biker. And that guy, it was basically the, the uh, documentary sort of 
started and ended with him and his journey to just be able to, you know, not only walk again, but to be able to get on a bike. And he was, and as you could imagine, a robot. Uh, no, no, mentally devastated about. Of course, you, know? yeah. you can imagine. And uh, but you know, so something like this for 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 that guy and anybody else, sure. You know, this be is miraculous. Just, it would be yeah. miraculous. Uh, Musk said that uh, one of his firms called Neuralink planned to carry out tests within a year. He said the device that we're working on right now is about an inch in diameter. It has a battery and a Bluetooth and a charger, and the electrodes are inserted into the brain by robot. Uh, it can help with a range of brain injuries from epilepsy to stroke and muscle control and memory and eyesight. The device is a substitute for circuits that are broken, so there's still a lot of work to do. When I say we've got a shot at putting this into a person in a year, I mean exactly that, hopefully restoring uh, some functionality uh, that they have lost. Now, even if they can do that within a year, you're talking about a long time before they're able to right. really implement I stuff mean, like that. But every step like that oh, sure. is just... <laughs> So encouraging. Yeah. So if they say within a year, it means it's going to happen at some point, right? I don't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they, these things go through trials and then they get thrown away. <laughs> right. So, so who yeah, knows? Yeah. I, listen, we're heading there. It will happen eventually. Uh, Musk believes creating a link between computers and the brain is essential for human survival. All right. That's not the only thing I noticed this morning. More noticed by the noticer. It just yeah. keeps coming. Once the noticing switch is flicked, you can't stop the bastard. I noticed the other day uh, my daughter was asking about uh, the tattoo on my ankle that I have, which is a tribal tattoo that goes around my ankle, and she asked what it meant, and I was like, nothing. I just felt like getting a tattoo, and I don't like it anymore. It's 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 bad. It's bad art. It doesn't look good. Uh, and I've thought for years about getting it, you know, done over, getting a cover-up. She asked if I wanted to get it removed. I don't think I want to get it removed. Remove, getting tattoos removed is a pain in the ass. It's no, it's it, painful, too. May I, I ask a question, Noticer? Because of the, my wife and I were uh, discussing this, and it seems like the process for tattoo removal has taken uh, massive uh, advances. Oh, yeah, it has. It used to like leave like a big old scar, and you could tell it was there. I Can mean, I you don't... completely eradicate a, a tattoo so that even that that telltale blemish that used to exist is not there anymore. Well, Lauren Harris had one. Uh, yeah, that removed. was a long time. That ago. That was a while ago. She yeah. had like that big scar, and and it was a black tattoo, and like some of the ink was still there. So a friend of mine, she did it, and now hers was very little. Well, yours is little too, Preston. Right? It, it's around, oh, going the one around, around my yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, her hers was hers was very little, probably the size of like mm, like a quarter or a little bit bigger than that. And hers is completely gone with. No scar. Now, she started years ago um, when, you know, I guess the technology was a little bit different, and now uh, it has completely removed it for her. Like, I I couldn't see it at all. So, did they do a laser? Yeah, she did some sort of laser tattoo removal. I hear it's very painful. I don't know. I mean, like, way more painful than the tattoo. Yeah, so I think she said when she started it years ago, she said the same thing. It was so painful. Um, Now, I don't know if it's just now because she's used to it, but she said... Um, it's not like it, I mean, she doesn't go back anymore now it's gone, but as the years went on, it got less painful. I'd probably go with a, with a cover up, but, um, my concern is I also have psoriasis and, and when you have scars and things, or sometimes the, the body can overreact and cause, uh, the breakouts that you get from psoriasis because it's, it wants to repair your skin. That's what psoriasis is. It sends, it thinks that you're, you're damaged and it wants to repair your skin. So it sends too many skin cells. It's, it's producing too much. Could it send it into hyperdrive if you do that? I I don't know. But, but anyhow, uh, this is about cover ups. A tattoo parlor in Kentucky is using ink 
to unite communities across the country by offering free appointments to anyone who wants to cover up their hate or gang symbol tattoos. Wow, Kathy, uh, this is your opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tattoo artist uh, Jeremiah Swift and also Ryan King at uh, Gallery X Art Collective, it's in Kentucky, said they've decided to offer uh, the services a way to take a stance in the Black Lives Matter movement amid protest. I uh, said a lot of people, when they were younger, this is according to one of the tattoo artists, uh, that they just didn't know any better and were left with mistakes on their bodies, and we just want to make sure that everybody has a chance to change. So they're doing this for free. So, Kathy, it's above your bikini line. It's the pagan symbol for the biker game. Uh, well, that was, yeah, when I dated that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was college. <laughs> uh, Experimental face. Posting on Facebook about the free cover-ups, the shop's already received over 30 requests, uh, which continue to pour in. Uh, this is, uh, King said, one of the people we got was a man with both of his forearms completely covered in hate symbols, absolutely everywhere. How's this man going to interact with society uh, with the mistakes he made 10, 15, 20 years ago? We also got a guy with a giant swastika who said that he has never taken his shirt off in front of his kids. Mm. He said, I like seeing that. I like seeing people want to change themselves for the better, and that swells me full of emotions. Uh, the artist said that they will cover anyone's tattoos, wow, even if they are from out of state, and offer numerous designs that they can choose from. Uh, King's first client was Jennifer Tucker, a 36-year-old mother of two, who wanted to cover up a small Confederate flag that she got tattooed on her ankle when she was 18 years old. She said, I went to a school where there wasn't a single black person. Our community had no black families. They were literally run them out every time one moved in. And everyone in my school flew rebel flags and had rebel flag tattoos. And I bandwagoned. I got the tattoo, and it was a horrible thing to do. After high school, she moved uh, away to another town where she became involved in various solidarity movements and peaceful protests amid uh, uniting the community. And so she got it covered up, and they were doing it for free, which is cool. Which I don't know if it, they did this uh, design we're looking at, which turned into a giant pickle that somebody covered a up. A scared pickle, I believe. What is it? It's a scared pickle. A scared pickle? Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't either. So I'm looking at... Uh, uh, it's the international symbol for love. What you could do if you have a swastika tattoo is you could actually have it turned into the Brady Bunch panel. And then, uh, you know what I mean? So, that you was know. the original yeah. design. In fact, yeah. the original logo for the Brady Bunch was a swastika. <laughs> oh, it and was. And then, then they closed the boxes and put their faces in it. Okay. Hitler Oops. was supposed to be in the middle. He was supposed where to be... Where Alice is. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he was an actual member <laughs> right, of the right, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so... And then they said, no, let's make this a loving story of a family joined together. Did they ever explain what happened to the uh, spouses of uh, <laughs> of uh, Mike and they Carol? They never clarified whether it was a divorce or they died in, in concurrent blimp accidents. They had to have died because they already had, each of them had three, and the, the other parents never came to visit. So, you know unless what I mean? they were all deadbeats. Unless, well, yeah, unless they walked out on them and they were horrible people. Ah, your mother's a deadbeat, son. <laughs> yeah. Man, we move from hate crimes to the Brady Bunch faster than any show on, on the it's planet. what we do. That's right. We're beloved the world over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, let me man, go to I it. didn't even get to go to this yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So, so it says you actually learn in the first episode that Mike's wife passed away. Oh, you do? Yeah, but the absence of Carol's first husband remains a mystery. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, he was the deadbeat then. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, I noticed another thing. Uh, that uh, they had a Ghostbusters reunion. Josh Gad. His, on, his <laughs> ongoing series. Uh, his ongoing series is awesome, where he's uh, there uh, uh, together apart, I think it is, or whatever the name of it is, but he's bringing all these casts of these classic movies together. He did Back to the Future. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, the Goonies. Yeah, The Goonies. That was yeah. a really good one. 
Uh, so this is uh, Ghostbusters, and who all did he get, Steve? I he didn't got, see this. Preston, he got absolutely everyone who was alive, everyone to participate in the movie, right down to... Do you remember in the beginning where Bill Murray's conducting that ESP test yeah. with the two students? Yeah. He had both of them. Oh my Shut God. up. Both of them were there for They it. had bit parts. Bit parts, but they were there. So everybody that was is alive seems to be in it. Okay. From the director and, and uh, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, uh, you know, straight on down. All right, so we have a clip of Sigourney Weaver uh, talking about working with Bill Murray. Here we go. I'm still giggling about the fact that Billy came up to me. It was my, maybe the second scene. I was preparing because I'd been to drama school because <laughs> now I was supposed to re-experience the terror dogs in the refrigerator. He came over and, and I don't know if you remember this, Bill, but he went, what are you doing? And I went, <laughs> and I said, I'm preparing. And you started to tickle me and shake me. <laughs> And really, you can't do comedy if you're going to prepare. It's ridiculous. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is Bill Murray. Is Aykroyd on this, too? Aykroyd's on it, too. So Aykroyd, uh, he talks about getting about 25, 30 pages of the script. And because uh, there's always been uh, rumors as to that he didn't want to do the movie and he wasn't into it. And he responds to that. All right. I remember Dan sent me a partial piece. It only I think it only went about 27 pages. And I thought... This is the craziest. This is the best thing I've I've seen. And I called him back and said, "Okay, I'm in." I'm actually surprised that uh, that Bill Murray did this. Yeah, that he did this uh, video he's in, call. He's in such a better place in his life right now. It, like I don't, Bill Murray, ten years ago, probably wouldn't have done this. Yeah. It's probably because the Cubs won the World Series. Like he, he has <laughs> peace, and he's uh, he's able to relax and look back on his career and enjoy life. And in this video, he's wearing a sailor's hat. It <laughs> yeah. looks like yeah. uh, during this whole interview. Uh, I see Buddy Ebsen on there. Uh, wow. Ernie right. Potts. She looks cute. Where was she? She's oh. uh, upper right-hand corner right. of the... Ernie Hudson's in it as well. Yeah, I said that. Uh, you said so... Buddy Ebsen. Oh, I said Buddy <laughs> Ebsen. Buddy Ebsen? Like, <laughs> he's been dead for like 10 oh years. Oh, my God. When you said that, Ernie I, was Hudson. I was looking for Buddy, Buddy Ebsen. Ebsen. <laughs> Max Bear Jr. <laughs> sure Clark Gable's up there. Blossom Rock. <laughs> I heard Buddy Epson, and there's, I, there's I was Donna like, Douglas. Sure. There's, sure. there's Ellie Ernie, May right there. Oh. Hudson, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's a part of this. Oh my God, <laughs> Ernie was here in our studio one time. Yeah. Been, how, boy, would I have had egg on my face if I were to call him Buddy Epson. <laughs> so you played Jed Clamp. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is a big Twinkie. <laughs> uh, all right, here's another clip. This is uh, Ray Parker Jr. Yes, who did the theme song. Ghostbusters. Here we go. When the director, Ivan Reitman, told me what he wanted for the music, he wanted the words Ghostbusters in the song. Now, you've already heard the song, so it's not fair. But just try and think about think about saying Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It just does not sing well. You know, I'm just going to say who you're going to call, which I took from that part of the movie where they had the phone number underneath the guys. Oh, so he took that from one of the lines. I thought maybe they... And Huey Lewis. Did, well, <laughs> not 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 who you're going to call, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they stole the, the melody, obviously. But All right, uh, and then... Oh, okay, uh, they sing the theme song. He plays uh, he plays music, and the, the cast sings along with him. All right, here we go. <laughs> if something strange in your neighborhood... Something weird and it don't look good. Tell me who you gonna call. Oh, I ain't afraid of no ghost. 
Ray Parker Jr. still sounds great. He man. does sound good. That's excellent. And you know they got they got the guy who plays and he he for about thirty movies in a row in the eighties he played the dick in every movie. So the guy who was. William uh, Atherton. Will William Atherton. Atherton. Yeah. He was in the Die Hard one and two as the as the uh, the ass reporter. You know, yep. just a, a complete schmuck. Yep. And he does it really. He's well. a real genius. He was Doctor Hathaway. He was a, yes. a bastard in that. He was always he's one the of the insufferable bastards. All all time great douchebags. Yeah. I would love to have him on the show sometime. That's great that he was on there. Well, cool man. I'm glad they're that he's he should continue this series no matter what. I think he, when I th- things go back to normal, even I think he should. I think it's it's really a product of of being able to do this remotely. You could not get all these people together in one studio. No. And yeah. this and now that this form of uh, of media is becoming more and more, we're, we're getting used to it. It's more yeah. simple. You don't have to have the big production lights. That they can do more of this stuff even after restrictions yeah. are loosened. I think that's yeah. a cool idea. All right, that's all that I noticed. Yes, Kathy. No, I just wanted to correct something that I said because I, I noticed you noticed Kathy. I I texted my friend, so uh, she said the tattoo removal was the most painful thing she's ever done. She said the other treatment that she gets is for the skin around the tattoo. That's not painful. Okay, so it is still. So she says extremely painful. <laughs> yeah. Get it covered up instead of uh, getting it lasered off. But it is. She said it is completely gone. Okay. Ah. Well, there you go. All right. That's all that I noticed. And uh, we are going to take a break and come back in a second and get into the bizarre file. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Godsmack. The Killers. Billy Joe Armstrong. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, got some stories. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre And it's brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, Sequoia Outback has everything that you need to create your backyard oasis. It's Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. So six former eBay executives have been charged with cyber-stalking in a harassment campaign against a Massachusetts couple who were the editor and publisher of an online newspaper, federal authorities said yesterday. Such a crazy story. Their campaign included sending deliveries to their home of things like live spiders and cockroaches, a funeral wreath, and a bloody pig face Halloween mask. <laughs> they also set up fake social media accounts to send threatening messages, send porn magazines with the husband's name to the neighbor's house, and plan to break into the couple's garage and put a GPS device on their car. The harassment campaign began after began after the newsletter had published an article in August of last year that the executives didn't like about a lawsuit filed by eBay accusing Amazon of poaching its sellers. So these the accused are James Baugh, who is eBay's senior director of safety and security, David Harville, eBay's director of global resiliency. These aren't low-level people. Stephanie Pop, former senior manager of global intelligence. <laughs> Brian Gilbert, former senior manager of special operations for eBay's global security team. Stephanie Stockwell, the former manager of eBay's global intelligence center. And Veronica Z, a former eBay contractor who worked as an intelligence analyst in the global intelligence center. Isn't that a mind blower? High level executives. (laughs) 
start doing this stalking campaign. Like there was funeral flowers, all the stuff you said, just bombarding them. It's wild, man. It's like when we found out that Larry Menti was uh, <laughs> hacking in on yeah. uh, right. Alicia Lane's. Uh, right, yeah. yeah. It was just like, you're like, really? Huh? Okay. All right, how about this? A man from Florida was walking his dog on Monday uh, in uh, on his farm when a 13-foot alligator reached out from the water and grabbed the dog. Trent Tweet, uh, Tweddle uh, said that he grabbed the dog's collar and ended up in a tug-of-war with the gator. That's mine! Uh, when the gator wouldn't let go, he said he got knee-deep in the water and started pounding the gator's head until the creature let go. The dog had injuries to one leg and a paw, but had reconstructive surgery, and the owner is hopeful that the dog will regain full use of the paw. That's amazing. He bitch-slapped an alligator to get his dog back. Yeah, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission is Jeez. helping Tweedle uh, try and trap the gator. So, oh. yeah, they, they dodged one on that. Uh, while many of us have left something on a train, a phone, a wallet, maybe some headphones, it's highly unlikely you've wandered onto the platform leaving a bag full of gold behind. Pierre would do that. One, yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> One person in Switzerland has, and the authorities would like to find them. Efforts are being made to track down the owner of more than three kilograms of gold wow. that was left in a carriage last October. The hoard, which is worth around $191,000, was found on a train between St. Gallen and Lucerne. Uh, the owner has five years to stake their claim at the prosecutor's office. I can see forgetting your water bottle, your Visco Girl water bottle, Preston. Yep, I might lose that. It's pretty big, but you never know. Uh, the discovery is only being made public now after efforts to track down the owner were unsuccessful. Oh, it's unclear how authorities will verify uh, claims of anyone who comes forward to say that the gold is theirs, but don't you think you would have noticed by now that you were missing a couple hundred thousand yeah. dollars worth of gold? I think I, I think I. Oh my god! Something. I think I left that gold on the train platform. Wow. <laughs> a suspected burglar was caught when he returned to the scene of the crime to get his car keys. It was around 3.50 a.m. on Sunday morning. A woman called police saying that her husband just caught a man who had broken into their garage. Sorry, I left these here. I was robbing your place. Yeah, I feel so stupid. Uh, Once on the scene, police arrested the suspect. While being taken into custody, the suspect kicked one of the officers, and uh, the officer was not injured. That suspect had broken into the garage earlier in the night, stealing two bicycles, a laptop computer, and a bar fridge. Uh, police said that the suspect hid some items nearby while returning others to his apartment. And once at his building, <laughs> he realized he lost his keys. He couldn't gain entrance into his apartment complex. So he used a rock to smash the front glass door of the building. But then he realized he didn't have the keys to get into his apartment either. Oh, damn. So he re- I tell you, I'd forget my head if it wasn't attached. He went... He went Back to the garage that he broke into earlier to search for his lost keys, and the homeowner was there and apprehended him. I'm such a goof. The suspect was intoxicated and in breach of two conditions of an undertaking. Uh, The 20-year-old man was arrested for breaking and entering and theft and two counts of failure to comply. You know, over the course of the years of the Bizarre File, you're punching holes in the theory that the the, the, uh, criminal never returns to the scene of the crime. Exactly. It happens constantly. They, They go back all the time. Well, you never know what's hiding behind your walls. It's a cute story. You never know until you look. A woman in London decided to redecorate one of the rooms in her house, and she started stripping the wallpaper. And once she peeled back the layers, she said she uncovered a message that had been hidden behind the walls for over two decades. Charlotte Morrison said 
that finding the message made the hours spent stripping the wallpaper worth it. She uploaded a photo of the note to Facebook, which reads, If you ever need to wallpaper this room again, it will take eight rolls of wallpaper. I bought six rolls at $21 per roll, (laughs) and I didn't have enough, and it really pissed me off. That is hilarious. So they left this note. And the note was simply signed John, and it was dated December 21st, 1997. (laughs) After posting the picture on Facebook, it received over 17,000 likes, was shared over 14,000 times. And amazingly, the post eventually reached John's family. Oh, my gosh. Who got in touch with Charlotte. And after, uh, she said, I'm pleased that John's relative contacted me, and I can tell him how much his note made so many people laugh. Uh, since John doesn't use Facebook, he was unaware of how popular his message had become. Uh, she said, I've spoken to John's relative. Uh, she said that she asked him questions I'd asked, and he confirmed them. Uh, he also told us about features in the house that were here when he we moved. And she said that he hates social media, and I told her that uh, social media thinks that he is a legend. Uh-huh. Uh, now, for Morrison, she says that she needs to decide what to do with the room where the message was found. She said, we had been torn on whether to wallpaper or paint. I originally wanted to paint, but since finding the note, I might test John's math and get eight rolls. So When we moved into our first apartment, my wife and I, we had to strip, because we wanted to paint everything. There was wallpaper pressed in down one hallway. There must have been... Eight layers of wallpaper really? that we were. Sh- it was ridiculous. I remember that as being one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. It never stopped. Yeah, wallpapers. It's stripping it and then putting it up. Oh, it's all it sucked. Really difficult. My dad was a master at it. Man, we really? wallpapered our rooms all the time, and he'd just come in there and whoosh, just throw it up, yeah. and make everything match perfectly, and everything. I, no way, I couldn't do it. Paint. That is the bizarre file. Let's take a break and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay close because we're not going to be gone long. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we thought it might be time. You know, uh, bring up the uh, uh, the Cannonball Run music. I think oh, you want that one? Okay. Yeah, so... We haven't done the Ask Me Anything yes. portion of the uh, program in a little while. And we, we have only gotten to a few of the questions that were sent in when we initially uh, had requested. If anybody had anything you've ever wanted to ask of us, just reach out. And uh, Marissa set up a part on the President Steve uh, website for you to submit your questions. I'm sure you can still do that. And we could probably even take a phone call or two or at least sure, try and yeah. see what people want to ask. I mean, we have a ton of questions. Unless it's vitally a little too personal or something along those lines. But feel free and, yeah. and call. Maybe we can get you at 215-263-WMMR. I have questions for both uh, indiv- <laughs> individual members. We need to lose this. That's, that's Chuck Mangione, right? Lady that? That's Chuck Mangione. It has to be. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is? 
All right, so anyway, uh, I have show questions. I have show member questions. What do you guys want to start with? Show questions. All right, we'll start with show questions. Uh, okay, how about this one? This is from Eric in Morristown, New Jersey. By the way, I got a text that there's a bear sighting somewhere in New Jersey. What? Oh, nice. Yes, this morning. That bear was all over the place. And they said yeah. it, uh, it's in Deffert, New Jersey. Uh, you think Deffert. Deffert. You think it's uh, Deffert, right? Deffert, yeah. Deffert, New Jersey. Yeah. That's just how uh, they say it. So apparently there's another bear running around, so just heads up. All right, here's a question for the show. It's from Eric in Morristown. It says, would you rather be able to listen to your favorite song for the first time again or watch your favorite movie for oh. the first time again? That's a great question. That is a great question. You know what? I, I'll go ahead and answer. Yeah, please. Because I, I saw this ahead of time and I had a chance to think about it. I think I would probably want to watch my favorite movie for the first time again um, because songs usually grow on me and movies I usually know right away. Wow, that was great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Short uh, circuit. And plus... <laughs> It's a couple of hours long versus a couple of minutes long. So yeah, I think yeah. I'd rather More pleasure. Get, I'd rather get that that full movie experience. I don't know about you guys. Movie, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, that, listen, uh, the the songs that have uh, impacted me in my life mean a lot to me. But for me, the biggest joy is is my time spent watching great movies and even crappy movies. I love the whole Zen experience of. Of cinema. All right, so now I'm trying to guess what your favorite movies are. Steve, I, I have a good guess for you, which is uh, 2001. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Preston, your favorite I, movie. I don't have an all-time favorite movie. I, I no? couldn't. There's no way I could pinpoint and say that's the greatest movie ever for me. It's yeah, kind of like you have to. Not. I don't. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But you almost kind of like, you have to kind of like, even though you don't have a favorite color, you kind of have to pick one just when people ask you. All right. Well, for the longest time, I said Shawshank Redemption was probably my all-time favorite movie. Oh, which, yeah. is, which is a great yeah. favorite movie. So, so, but, but, but I've seen things... movies that impact me like Schindler's List more on a just right in your heart, you yeah. know. Uh, so it's hard to say. Yeah. And the mo- and 2001 for me is like, for example, The Godfather 1 and 2 are are, uh, yeah. are sensational masterpieces. I, I mean, there's yeah. th- th- it's just impossible to describe how magnificent they are. But a, a movie that for me also involves a connection to an experience that resonated with me for the rest of my life was seeing it with my dad. And 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 he was blown away. I did. I begged him to go. I told you the story, and that that changed our relationship. That movie forward was a, a milestone. But now that you mentioned The Godfather, see, I hadn't even <laughs> considered that. And right. I, you know, I've watched that where my children play with their toys. Where my children <laughs> play with their toys. Yeah, so. Where we watched two thousand one Space Odyssey. <laughs> Uh, how about you guys? Anybody? Movie or uh, song? It'd be movie. It'd be Shawshank. Okay. Um, uh, there's a great series uh, the writer and uh, host uh, Bill Simmons does on YouTube from time to time. And he d- he does this thing called The Rewatchables. And it really mm-hmm. speaks to us. And he did one on Shawshank. It's an hour and a half long where he talks about uh, a lot that went into Shawshank. And um, I remember in that movie impacting me immediately, like you were saying, Preston. Like, as soon as you watch it, you know. Uh, but I, I think I told you guys this is this story before i watched i didn't watch it in the theater i watched it on uh, a vhs tape and the tape cut out uh <laughs> at one of the pivotal scenes in the movie oh man and so at the first time i watched shawshank and it cut out at about 1 1 30 in the morning so <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> Andy's driving along the pacific and the movie ended on, on the the tape that i was watching and i'm like what? Uh, what? What happened? Uh, so wow, had, man, had... that's too archy an ending for me. <laughs> yeah. You got to have some resolution. Right. Uh, movie or song, Case? I would have to go with movie because there are um, 
intricacies of, of songs that uh, you don't necessarily see or, or I, I should say hear yeah. on the first go around. Okay. So, um, you know, my favorite song is, you know, uh, well, shoot. I was going to say my favorite song is Gina a, Vanelli. Is it? No, it's not Gina Vanelli. And I'm not. Uh, no. My favorite song ever is not a fish song. My favorite song ever is a Beatles song. But yeah, um, let it be. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the, we first were asked this question, I immediately went to a fish song. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, I just Kathy. Uh, how about you? I realized do... that I could have kept it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you just right when you went. You know what? My foot's kind of itchy. I don't know why it's itchy at this point. I don't know. <laughs> is the soap or something? I yeah, no, uh, Beatles. <laughs> 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 Song or movie? Uh, movie, definitely. Okay. Uh, and it would be much different than uh, the other picks that you guys have said, but I would go with probably Dirty Dancing or Titanic. Okay. Dur- I had no idea Dirty Dancing had, if I just may, if, that uh, that Dirty Dancing, because you've referenced it a number of times, I had no idea that was just such a such a such an absolute love of yours. Oh, my God. I could that, Those two movies, and, and the only reason I pick those as my favorite movies, of course, there are other excellent movies yeah. that I love, but those movies, it doesn't matter where it is in the movie. If it's on TV or if I have nothing else to watch, like I can always sit down and watch that from start to finish and not be bored or not say, oh. oh, I've seen this so many times. And I think, Kath, for Dirty Dancing, I think it's also of a time, right? So it also came out when you were younger. When Do you remember when? when it, I don't know. When did that movie come out? It was in the summer. Well, I'm just a couple of years older than you, so you were probably in the 80s. <laughs> But do you, do you remember trying to do the lift in the swimming pool? Oh, I mean, everybody's right? done the lift. I, you went you went from doing the lift in the swimming pool with your friends to doing the lift at a bar with some random guy <laughs> yeah. who dropped you on your head. Right. All right, Marissa, song or movie? All right, I'm actually going to go song because oh. as you were talking about this, I remembered the first time I heard my new favorite song. Um, <laughs> it's actually uh, Shut Up and Dance With Me. I just <laughs> It makes me so happy. Yeah. I just think it is the cutest. Like, no matter what is going on, everything stops and it makes me happy. And I was actually taking one of those, like, dance workout classes, and I was so focused on doing the routine that I didn't, like, actually catch on to the song. Can until you do the routine for us like, now? Can you remember it? No. I remember, like, <laughs> one, like, leg, like, shake. Thing that wasn't, you know, anything special. That was um, interesting. Yeah, you're you welcome. saw that move. You're welcome. Mm. Um, thank goodness. Nick Shut up and dance with me. <laughs> Shut up. So I think I'd like to hear it again in like a better situation. Okay. All right. All right. Very. That was. Uh, those are good answers. I like that. All right. So good thank answers. you. Good answers. Yeah, uh, Eric. All right. Here is another question. Ask us anything. This is a simple one. It'll right. be quick, and and we don't all have to go around the room. It says, uh, "Hey, God. This is from." Vanessa, or no, I'm sorry, this is from uh, Jim from Warwick. He says, years ago, maybe as many as 15 years ago, I'll tell you now, Jim, because I've read it ahead of time, it was more than 15 years ago. You guys did a contest, this was back at Y100, where giant objects were being thrown off a building. <laughs> Listeners were trying to catch them as part of a contest. Uh, there were interviews with contestants and everything. Or did we do that here? We no, did it at Y100. No, we, got, we did it twice at Y100. Uh, and I wasn't sponsor. I wasn't able to catch the end of the broadcast, and it's been bothering me ever since. That was an April Fool's joke, right? <laughs> Please confirm this so that I can finally sleep at night. And Jim, yes, it was an April Fool's joke. We only did it a couple of times. We did it on April 1st, and we said that... Uh, was it you, Casey, that was there? Yeah. Casey was at the, the top of City Hall. 
and we had a, a, a made-up stores like Worldwide Electronics or something. Yes, it was the uh-huh. name of a, of a made-up electronics store. And Casey started off by throwing small appliances like iPods and yeah. things like that. But it eventually led to... <laughs> refrigerators and washing machines and, uh-huh. you know, things like that. Right. And, and that people were showing up with, uh, you know, with, with, with blankets and stuff. They left canvas. They yeah. Were, yeah, they were they were really working. They Dude. knew that it was dangerous. We were make, cautioning everyone to be safe. And then every, every four or five minutes, you'd say, this isn't happening. We're going down to... I yeah, would actually yeah, say the yeah. words, this isn't really happening. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say it's so quick. Yeah. yeah, We're not really doing this. Casey's down here at uh, City Hall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was flat out saying on the yeah. air that we weren't doing it. So but people were going around City Hall <laughs> looking for the drop point. Uh-huh. And we were talking a bit like Matt Cord. We had yeah. him down on the street. Like, Matt's <laughs> like, I'm down here on Broad, man. I can't believe this is happening. You know? Yeah. At one point, people showed up with the trampoline, yes, and uh, to catch things, and right. it bounced off the trampoline into a window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, that's the answer to that one. Here's right. another one. Very simple question, and we'll go around the room for this one. Is for the whole show. What is your favorite segment to do, and why? And that is from, I believe, that is from Valerie Kramer in Pottstown. Wants to know what is our favorite segment to do, wow. and why. This is one of them. <clears throat> I love this. You like this one? Yeah, because okay. I learned stuff about you guys that uh, I'd either forgotten or never knew in the first place, and uh, gets me um, makes me feel close. Well, yeah, it turns me on. Mm. I get uh, hard. <laughs> wow, I'm so hard right now. Uh, that's a really good question because, <laughs> like, like this one, we don't, we don't do it that often, I and, know. <laughs> and the ones that we don't do often are kind of fun because of their rarity. Uh, but, but then you have daily benchmarks like the, the bizarre file and, and, and music news is a lot of fun for me. I put some time into them. Um, but that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. What I can say one that I, I, one for me that, that is an essential part of getting the show running right. Like I, I, I take it as my, as my cue as to how the, uh, how the energy, day is going to go. Yeah, yeah. The entertainment break. Yeah. To me, that. If if the energy's there, and we're always, I mean, listen, we, we're always trying to do everything, but you know, sometimes it's a C, sometimes yeah. it's an A. Well, yeah, yeah. And 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 so in 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 that, um, especially um, being able to wring stuff out of nothing, because yeah. sometimes if Preston is just like the Kardashians and stuff like that, you're simply reporting on what is the entertainment news. Yeah, and it's been hilarious during COVID and all the other oh, stuff yeah, going on, yeah, yeah. trying to find a story that's not horrific. It's been hard to, yeah. to, to dig those things out. I, I touch on some of the social issues and things that are going on, but some of them I set aside because we need some lighter things in there. So I do a little bit of uh, a little bit of footwork, and sometimes it's hard to find it's any like, in, in the past couple weeks. There was a legitimate story I joked about in the Hollywood trash yesterday. It was a headline story on a couple of sites that Josh Dumal was swimming with his shirt off at Malibu. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a story yeah, 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 that yeah. was picked up by a number of services. Yep. That's how bad it's gotten. I want to say two things. First of all, uh, we're not huge fans of the Kardashians either. So, like, when we talk about them, we're not talking about them because they're that important and people need to know. We talk about them so we can make fun of them. Yeah, I, you I, know? And, I hate them. Yeah. I can't stand them. So that's why I love looking for stories for them. And secondly, to answer that person's question, my three favorites are I love the junk drawer, the noticer, and the connoisseur. I oh. love 
those segments. Thanks, man. Uh, be- yeah, because you pick good things, and then we just kind of get to like riff on them. Well, it's yeah, fun. and I yeah, never know like... what we're. I, you know, I'm, I never know what we're going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. As you can that's imagine. that's one you thing. Imagine. That's one of the things you you may <laughs> not realize <laughs> is in those segments, even the bizarre file yeah. and entertainment news. You guys don't. I've got this stuff. I've I've gone through. Yeah. I found it. I don't tell you. Uh, it's what by I'm design. Talk about. I just it, we'd see what happens. We just throw it out there, you know. The so. bizarre file is a perfect example. By design, people think, it, and and that whatever I'm saying is all improvised, yeah. and it's all because it, it's it's we're also more likely to say things. At least I am that aren't probably correct to say. Yep. And uh, and uh, you know we we can flow a little bit f- more freely. All right, Marissa, your favorite segment. And why? Uh, I love the connoisseur. I love the city beat, but I oh. also love city beat. We haven't city done that in a while. Beat. Okay. I love um, which we're probably not going to be able to do for a while now. Um, when we do like stunts in studio, like when we did the wedding in a day, yeah. where we did the iron chichi, and yeah. we get to like decorate the studio as part of it and make it like a whole uh, day long thing. Those things are really they're so much work, but they're so much fun. And Marissa's just, the one who do. does the decorating and and uh, and making sure that everything looks right. So what's the general? Is it the general? Store was it odds and ends? What is the uh, yeah the, odds and ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that that yeah. one's fun too. All right, I'll whip something up <laughs> this right, week all for right, you. All right. all right, let's see what else we got here. If all right, here's a heavy one. If you were guaranteed the and this is from uh, C R McLeod in Wilmington. If you were guaranteed the correct answer to one question, what would you ask? And don't say pink or brown about Kathy, because that's... <laughs> about each other? 75% of the texts coming into yeah. questions have yeah. to do with your boobs. Or, or just life. Uh, if you were guaranteed the correct answer to General. one question, one question, any question, mm-hmm. what would you ask? I mean... I know it, what mine would be. Go ahead. It's it's the heaviest one, which is, what happens when we die? Yeah. yeah. And, and if I oh. had a 100%... Truthful answer. I'd like to know. Oh, oh I would. What, want to know what that. if the answer is like nothing? You become worm food. Well, it's okay. That's kind of what I think. So, okay, it, you know. Okay. Yeah. If it's something other than that, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that actually, yeah. Be great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless it's bad. Yeah. You know. But um, yeah. Oh, that I. Oof. We need more time to think about this. I, I told you it was a heavy. One. Well, yeah. the afterlife is a, is a standard. You yeah. want to know what you know? Or okay, so I won't piggyback on yours. I'll, uh, my my definitive answer would be where does the universe end? Mm. Okay, I mean that's ooh ooh. Mine would be what's tomorrow's jackpot number? <laughs> yeah, that's a oh, good one. Man. That's Kathy. a you're thinking in a more shallow way, but I like that <laughs> way you think. You guys Kathy. went deep. I didn't. <laughs> all right, listen. If we all get to share the answers, right? So then, Preston can tell me the answer, and then you can tell. I can ask. You can. Then I would like to find out what happened to those fish tickets that I lost in 1996. They were in my cabinet. They were in the cupboard where the glasses were, and they went missing, and they where never they? ever turned up. Where are they? I have no idea what happened to them. All right, uh, Nick. Man, I, well, the heavy questions are good. I li- I have a really light, trivial one. Uh, will I live long enough to see the Flyers win the Stanley Cup? Ah, because that's my favorite sport. It's my favorite team, and uh, for as long as I've been alive, they haven't won one. And I would really like to see them win one. <laughs> if you found out that the answer was no, would you change your team loyalty to a team more likely yeah. to win? I'm, I'm a Caps fan. <laughs> <laughs> what if What if the answer was you're going to live a long time and you're not going to see? You know, it's not like. 
No, you're going to die next year, and then the Flyers are going to win the year after Honestly, that. Honestly, like, yeah. I'd, I'd still enjoy it, but yeah. I, I mean, like, I go in every season, and I'm like, no, I guess this isn't Elon the year either. Musk, can I buy one of those chips? <laughs> right, yeah. Marissa, how about you? Oh, this one is going to bug me for like two weeks now because I'm going to think of better things. Um, but I literally, the first person I looked at in the room, I was like, hmm, I wonder if Kathy really likes me or not. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Holy shnikes. Good answer, Marissa. <laughs> we know the answer. Wow. Don't base no. it on But I could answer it. I'm here. Mm, you can? Yeah. Okay. But she needs to know. She needs a real true answer. Yeah. Not your Not true. <laughs> what you get for me. All right. Uh, let me see. Another show question? Uh, let's do another one. Uh, and this one's not as deep. It is when, and this is from Christy G in Northeast Philly, and she says... When this crap virus starts to go away, hopefully soon, and we're allowed to go back to being normal, what's the first thing you all plan to do? Stay safe and love your show. Huh. So the first thing you plan to do when it's when it's all wide open, when uh, you know, because we're easing back in. It's kind of a tough question to answer because no, oh, it's not okay. Then what would you then jump in? What's the first thing you would do? Completely gone, not incrementally. Completely gone. Mm. Uh, wait, let me think. No, let me think about yeah, it. I need to so, think about it. I think I, I think know. It's so easy now. You th- what? Hug, hug somebody. Hug, you know, hug. Someone certain, other than your wife. Right. And, okay. and, 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 and that physical, that, that proximity contact and, and you know what? And, and shaking a hand now and then, you know, for somebody that, that when something means something, we talked about that. That's an important thing, that, that connection. So I think that'll be an important thing. Right. Cause, Cause I am, I'm going to go out to dinner this weekend uh, yeah, you know. see, that's the thing. It's already loosened it's up. Already we, we, loosened did dinner, up. Yeah, we did yeah, dinner yeah. last Friday for our anniversary, and so I kind of, that probably would have been my answer is go out to dinner. That would have been mine, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to go with, with my instinct, with what my first answer was, and I'm not kidding, is what I've been thinking about is going to Home Goods. Okay. Going to Home Goods? I'm not I, like I can't wait for it to open. Oh I don't I don't even need anything. I just want to walk around and see what they What's have. What's the longest <laughs> you've ever spent in that store? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Case, I've, that's what's great about that store is I've gone there looking for a picture frame. Like, I need to stop by for a 5 by 7 picture frame, and I leave with, like, two carts and the guy helping me carry a rug out. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you I know what number two is for you. What? Uh, perpetuating the lie that you like Marissa. No, stop. <laughs> stop it. We're going to go to Marissa for her answer well, next. Kathy, I have a little insight into that. Um, I went to Bed Bath & Beyond the other day, and they're turning Bed Bath & Beyond into home goods, kind of. Like Whoa. The, the Excuse home- me? Yeah. Like the homes, like they're t- turning into home sense. Or- What's up, homes? No, ba- Bed Bath and Beyond is kind of changing their store around, and they're getting like rid of like like the um, the sheets section, like the bedding section yeah. is smaller, and now you oh, can buy man. rugs and furniture. Meanwhile, it's the like first word getting, like- in their name, bed. Bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing you get, Kathy. The thing you get rid of first is the Beyond. No one knows what that is. No, that's right. right. Yeah. But that might be what? the best. What? Part. There you go. The t- so- how about the tub of popcorn? That's Beyond. <laughs> Hey, just a, a little um, um, information out there that people might not know, but Bed Bath and Beyond, not Bed Bath and Beyond, uh, Home Goods and like TJ Maxx are the best places to get your dog poop bags. Mm. It's the cheapest place to get your dog poop bags. Okay. Right? You know. right. yep. I didn't even know they had Tip them. Tip from Casey. Yep. Uh, Marissa, what's the first thing you'll do? I can't wait to go to a concert. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked me the other day if this is the longest I've gone without seeing live music, and without a doubt. You remember the last show you was, you saw? Um, yes, because I was talking about last night. I saw Rival Sons at Union Transfer. Okay. okay. Remember they were in here that morning? Yeah. And mm-hmm. we went that night. When, when was that? Do you remember? 
probably late February because then okay. we had Carpo Classic. Then we went to Florida. Yeah. And now we've been sitting at home since then. Uh, how about you, Nick? Uh, comfortably get on a plane to go somewhere. I'm, I'm still wary of flying travel. to a place. Yeah, travel. And, and yeah. uh, I, I think it's probably going to be okay soon, but to travel with other people and, and feel comfortable doing that. You know, that. if you remember this, right at the beginning when stuff was really starting to collide with the fan, both Kathy and Marissa took a trip down to Florida for... Yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously. Yeah. For, for uh, spring training... So you could sit in a hotel and broadcast back to us. That was a weird week, man. That was super weird. It was a nice hotel. Casey, how about you? <laughs> Mine would have to be uh, go to a movie. Um, unless I could guarantee that my first concert was, you know, the Fish. one that I really want to go to. Lino, right. Lino. Okay. Uh, all right. What else here? <laughs> this is uh, Ask Us Anything, by the way. Uh, what is... This is from uh, Jaime in Monco. Uh, he says, what is the biggest perk you were surprised to have being in your position and the opposite what is the biggest downside of having this job that you did not expect not including waking up early because oh. that'd be the prime one that i would throw in there is the, the waking up early thing uh biggest perk you were surprised to have being in your position i would have to say not necessarily the biggest perk but the coolest thing that i've been able to do because of my position. Okay, what would that be? Uh, was Fly with the Blue fly, Angels. It would have to be. Probably. Um, yeah, I'd have to rank that up there as the coolest thing. Now, biggest perk. I mean, the perks that we get, and and I've gotten used to them over the years because we've been in the business for a pretty good stretch. But at the beginning of my career was <gasps> backstage passes, meeting the musicians that you yeah, idolized yeah. was yeah. just like the greatest thing ever. Right, I'll right. never forget Early on in my career, my second job I had, my first real radio job I had, uh, I was going to meet Van Halen. No okay? way. So I'm I'm getting ready to go to the backstage, <laughs> and I'm on with my program director, and he's been in the business forever. This was not Big Dog. This okay. guy who replaced Big Dog. And I'm like, Mike, we're going back. What are you doing? He's like, ah, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> are you insane? It's Eddie Van Halen, man. And he's like. I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> I'll get over it, you know. So that's right, right. That's a big perk. So tell and, me what, what and I now was, I'm over that. What now, was yeah. that like when you met Eddie Van Halen for the first time? It was time? It was orgasmic. Was he nice? It was very nice. It was okay. very quiet, but it okay. was it was a meet and greet. It was yeah. a photo. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? Shake, turn, yeah. take a picture. I didn't care. How about that? Uh, how about those local team? Those what? <laughs> those local team. All right. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, biggest. I mean, obviously, perk? flying with the uh, Air National Guard. That okay. was that was the biggest thing for me. It's an easy. Yeah, it was, that's an easy go to. Um, listen, what I love, I love, I love going to the movies, right? And I love the it's fact like that a little bonus. I like being able to go to uh, the biggest movies before they're actually out in the theater, and I don't have to pay for it. Yeah, right. I mean, it's that's, it's, that's a great perk. I, I love that. Perk, Steve. I God, there's um, there's there's a lot. What would be the one single biggest perk? Um, I'm I'm having a tough time with this because I I think everything is like a gift. Well, it probably was the Dunkachino machine. <laughs> the Dunkachino, oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was. Yeah. it was, or that giant bag of popcorn that you got that okay, one time. That was pretty <laughs> awesome. So the circus came by with a large right. bag of popcorn that was about four and a half feet tall, <laughs> yeah. and I ate that for about. 
five months, and and I could it was so tall I could sit it on the floor next to the couch <laughs> when I would watch movies. <laughs> Simple play. That was the best. How long did it take you to eat it? About a, a couple months. Yeah, yeah it took yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, I love the surprises. You know, when when we like. John Travolta, we were excited about it, and then it turned into one of the greatest interviews we've ever had. And so, mm-hmm. like, you went into work that morning knowing that we were going to interview John Travolta, which is really cool. And that's, that's a post-COVID thing, by the way. That that we talk about what you can't wait to get back to yeah, is having live interviews, yeah. people in studio like yes. that. Um, but you know, like the the day that I got to meet Eddie Vedder, like I didn't know that that was going to happen that morning. Right. You right. know, when you wake up and you have these access, uh, have access to things like this, but you don't know what they're going to happen, and and then every now and then you get surprised by it. And what's the, what's the down? What's the down for you? I think. I think it's um i didn't Besides realize sleep uh, well yeah like we work is a really loose term because this is right. we're not we're not digging ditches but this is a really lucky job but we do work a lot we put right. in a lot of hours and, and i don't think that i knew how much of my life would be taken over by it right um and so every now and then that that can be tiring it's not a, a bad thing it's just something that's a bit consuming kathy the upside what's uh the perk uh, I would say we don't get to do it much, but um, we certainly have over the years been able to travel. We talked about going to Florida, like even just that, but we did yeah. a couple of those mystery trips and London, uh, yeah, and London. So I would say that that's definitely the perk for me. And then um, the downside is uh, it really is getting up that early. But they said besides that, I think the only other thing would be somebody recognizing me when, like, I just am at my worst. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. when, I'm, when I have to run to Target because we have no toothpaste or something, and I'm, like, you know, in the worst outfit, hey, no makeup. Yeah, like, <laughs> my hair is terrible. And trust me, that's happened a lot. Because, th- you know, I'm like, I can just oh run God, out real I'm quick. Fright. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, I can just run out real quick. Well, inevitably, every time I do that, someone's like, oh, my gosh. And then you're I listen off- to you guys every morning. I'm like, great. <laughs> so the scenario, you're in, like, one of the more remote aisles in Target. You just let... <laughs> A huge one rip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our number one fan walks down the aisle. Right. <laughs> you have a downside case? I do. I don't like the fact that uh, the people that uh, don't care for me or don't like me have uh, instant access to be able to tell me that. <laughs> I don't. I You know? And I, know. I, I don't think, like, the average American goes throughout their day uh, where somebody can just go, oh, hey, by the way. You're annoying. You're fat. Uh, shut up. You should leave the show. <laughs> Whatever. And it's not like I get it all the time. But, but Bill, t- Bill really likes you. All it takes is one time. <laughs> I was going to say I'll stop. <laughs> uh, Marissa, how about you? Your favorite perk? I mean, you guys have named them all. Like, we, we've we gone to London. We, California. Like, all these <laughs> yep. things. We've played on the Eagles turf. We've, you know, walked onto uh, Citizens Bank Field. Surface of the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, wait, right, that's coming next year, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we also get to, like, wear flip-flops and jeans to work Every day. Okay, Which that's a good, so that's a big perk. That's a big perk. I'm in shorts Great right now and a tank top. Uh, do you have a uh, worse part? Uh, but not getting up early. Well, you don't get up early. Not as early as us anyway. But go ahead. You just stay late. There you go. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I guess it. I mean, it'd be the hours. The the other part, j- just like you guys said, like you know, if you just maybe are a little cranky or something, and you're out in public. And then <laughs> Steve, what's uh, the the downside? Um. God, okay. So, uh, I'm going to say um, to, to Nick's thing. There, there. You know, you you spend a lot of time. Um, uh, it, it really feeds into my nature of being a workaholic, and yeah. and, and so I I um, I have to correct that all the time because I have to. You got to live your life, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. Living the job, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's uh, we are constantly 
trying to be aware of what can be content for this program. Yeah. So yeah. your day consists of while you're living your life going, oh, well, I should, you know, we could talk about that. Or you're constantly thinking about what should we talk about, what. All your input is part of the output of the show. So and being you know. immersed, so I have to be immersed in everything. Like I spend, we spend hours reading every day on on all different pop culture and everything in the news and so on and so forth. The and award shows, the award. Uh, oh, that's the worst <laughs> award shows. <laughs> God damn the most horrendous part of the year. All right, uh, I, th- I guess we're, are we going to do just all show stuff? Well, you want if you want to do a few specifics. I only have. Uh, for you, me, and, and Casey. And a dog named Boo? And me and you and a dog named Boo. No, actually, I have some other ones. All right, let's... Um, well, you know what? Here, here's one question, and this is easy. This is for the show. Uh, this is from Steve uh, Awaisik in Kennett Square. I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, he says, where did Gary Lauer come from? Is he employed by WN? <laughs> <laughs> Gary was already a part of the fabric of MMR, I think, before we got here. Wasn't he a regular caller, caller. anyway? That's yeah. my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. He just, he was just here. And no, he is not in <laughs> place. Nope. Now, we will give him some cash every now and then. Yeah. If he, like, like when he comes to the, uh, the Christmas Miracle broadcast. Come on, man, I'm working. And actually works <laughs> for the morning. He pulls out the, the cards of the names and reads the name, so. He's like just another calendar yeah. girl. Like, we came man. in. All right, young man. We we throw him some money. Well, we, we throw I mean, the calendar we, girl we some don't. money. I, I do. <laughs> we pay I him out of pocket. Yeah, yeah I pay him Have out I of pocket, and I, and I never expense it. Like, you it's don't? Just, no. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your bad. Uh, no, it's my good, Kathy. It's what I do for the for you know uh, for for the Lord. Right for the Lord, you invoked yeah. God into this. Is Gary, Gary Lauer? Lauer? If, God, if anything is biblical in nature, it's Gary Lauer. Wow. All right, so personal questions. All uh, right, let's see what we got here. Um, oh, by the way, God wants us to do it. <laughs> uh, Casey, give me some music here while I. Look oh for yeah, a question, here you go. All right, Kathy, uh, you said this is from uh, Brittany from Northeast Philly. You said you hate pudding because of the texture. How do you feel about yogurt, mousse, etc.? Um, okay. <laughs> so It's an I, interesting question. It is an interesting question. I do like yogurt. Um and if it's How about cho- mousse? If it's chocolate mousse, I'll take it. Why don't you forget the mousse? But for if, a you, if you think about it, it's actually different texture than pudding. Pudding is a little um yes. to me is a little like thicker and than yogurt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. mousse mousse is uh it's it's light whipped. and airy. It's light and airy. Right. Why don't you forget <laughs> the mousse? <laughs> Uh, but yogurt? Uh, yogurt is different than, than okay, pudding. Than pudding. Yeah, I think okay. yogurt is fairly... Like, so if you do like Dan and uh, yogurt and, and uh, so you know pudding, what I, they're fairly similar. You know what? I do the... Um, Custard? Some, like some of the Greek yogurts that, All right. again, is... I, I don't know. By the way, Greek yogurt, has that always been around? Because like <laughs> it just seems like a trend over the last... I assume I don't know, there was decade. a brief period with dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I never really cared for yogurt, and then Greek yogurt came on to the market. I was like, okay, I can stomach this stuff. Uh, the Greeks invented yogurt. <laughs> did they? Yes, they did. Thank yeah. you. Okay. For sure. Uh, <laughs> according to the Carvel commercial. That was a question. Did you know that the Greeks invented yogurt? <laughs> All right. Uh, Kath, would you, would you like something with more substance, or were you okay with that? I, I don't care. No, mm. move on to something uh, yeah. else. <laughs> Give me something heavy. You want something yeah. heavy? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's rip this back. Let's make it. Let's get bloody on this, Raj. 
<laughs> yeah, because I had a funny one, which was, uh, where did the phrase in a, in a hardware store come from? <laughs> uh, but that was from, I don't even remember, that was from a, a bizarre, bizarre file, file story. story yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, wow. Let's see. A heavy right. one for Steve. And something about the consistency of mashed potatoes. Um, okay. Here we go. Yeah. This is from uh, Jill in Allentown. It says, do people ever give you crap for not having kids? I was married for 10 years, and all I ever got asked was uh, when I was having kids. Now divorced, still happy. I never had them and still get hate for not wanting them. I love my nephew. Just never wanted my own. Uh, P.S. I now have four rescue cats catching up. Huh. And actually, really don't get that a lot because I think most people assume the worst thing to do would be place children in my care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they uh, d- don't get that. I do. We do get asked, my wife and I, and and we, you know, we we got married a little bit later on. I didn't never wanted a starter marriage or never wanted, you know. To do, to do, I wanted it to take and take forever, and uh, not take forever as far as taking a long time, but hold on and, and be the real deal. So, uh, and then at a certain point, I didn't want to be that classic, you know, uh, old dude showing up where they they're assuming you're the grandfather and you're the uh, right, you know, you're the you're the dad. So, uh, but yeah, no, we, I actually don't catch a lot of crap like that. I think it's it's getting more and more. Uh, acceptable and you know common. Generally, so. I think it's a question that you shouldn't ask people. Yes. Uh, bec- and it's the same. But we thing, invite, like, we invite these questions. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like you don't ask people why why they're not having kids. You don't ask a woman if she's pregnant if yeah. you don't know for sure that she's pregnant. You don't tug on because you don't know. Cave. You don't know why people aren't having children, right? And yes, that, um, it, it might be a sore it subject. Could be a volatile. You're exactly <laughs> right. It's really yeah, none yeah. of your business. Yeah. But for me, and and but I'm t- totally fine with it. And we we'll answer. We just uh, it was. Not in the cards. And now I, I simply can't because my baby batter unit's been decommissioned. <laughs> Actually right. removed. Casey, let's go to you next. Oh. And I have a question. Do you do you want a heavy question? Uh, whatever you feel like asking. What, whatever you think I, will yield you, the better I, response. I'm going to allow you to um, pass on this, okay? Okay. But Anonymous in Newark, Delaware wants to know... Uh, it says, first off, uh, Casey, you're fearless. You're always wearing your heart on your sleeve and being so kind, sincere, and honest. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> what was your decision to stop drinking and did you seek help? Uh, you've always shown compassion and support for anyone that's struggling with addiction. Do you want to answer that or not? Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll answer because I figure <clears throat> at some point I would have to answer it. Uh, so what I will say about my decision to um, get sober is um, I don't need to go into any details. Because it doesn't matter, and that's what I found out along my journey. Is that it doesn't it doesn't matter what brought me there. It's just the, you know the fact that I'm there, and then I made that decision. Did I seek to get help? Um, so I didn't uh, uh, I didn't like go to rehab or anything like that. Um, but I did seek uh, help through like twelve step programs because I needed to find people that were of like mind. And I, and but that who is had... seeking help, no? Well, so I wasn't sure if they were asking about rehab. Did you so, go into so rehab or did you get I didn't it? do a rehab. I didn't do a detox. Yeah. didn't do anything like that. Now, listen, I would highly recommend that. If you have the means to do it, you know, if you can pay for it or you're not going to lose your job or anything along those lines, if you can take a respite, even if it's just for a week, um, I, I, I highly recommend going and doing that. I did not do that. I didn't want to do it. Listen, when it happened eight plus years ago, I was embarrassed. It was a, like a very, I was embarrassed. I, yeah. I couldn't believe I had gotten, I'd gotten to this point, right, where I had to like say goodbye to it forever. Right. Um, and so it took uh, some time for me to get over the embarrassment to realize that I'm on the better side of it, that there's nothing for me to be embarrassed about, you know, and there's, and also there's nothing 
uh, to be ashamed about, to go to rehab. That's another thing that I need to express to people. Like I had a friend who called years ago and said, man, my brother's in rehab. And I said, well, that's great news. And he was like, I don't, hmm. what do you mean? I go, well, would you rather him be out there? Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you want him jabbing needles into his arm for the rest of his life? Right. Um, or do you want him actually going out there and seeking help? So um, so that's kind of, I don't know if I answered the question I think properly you did. or not. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Well, you, yeah, you, answered, you answered the one about... Um, did you seek help? And, I did, and and, and, uh, and and the other one is 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 a good answer to just say it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what brought me there. Yep. You know, I was brought to my knees, and uh, and I'm glad that I'm here now. Also, right. I would add that you're an open book about it, and so I think you've I've seen you talk and email and, and whatever else with other people. If they're interested in following up with you, they can. Yeah, it took a long long time for you to admit and, seven years. Yep, and then oh oh to admit on air. No no, yeah. no on air. Yeah, seven yeah, years. Yeah, so um, it's it's cool that you come forward, and I understand why you didn't want to at first. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, because I'm also like, there's other people, you know, like yes. my wife, my Family. wife, my children, and mm-hmm. uh, again, like there was just like a the shame that kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not the only one. There's just this shame that sort of, it's this cloud that hangs over you, and you then had you, that, and then you're also dealing with not knowing the origins of yogurt. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it right. could be heavy duty. <laughs> There's a lot to deal it's with. There's a lot to deal with. I but didn't no. know that the Greeks invented it. Why isn't it all called Greek? Yogurt? Okay. Uh, and then here's a here's a question for me. And this is a text because I didn't have any written down questions, so I'll take this. It says, hey, I would like to hear about Preston's walkabout, why he went, what you did, and how it changed you. Uh, okay, so I did this when I was in my mid to late 20s. I think I was around 26 or 27 I went to Yellowstone National Park, and I went to Teton National Park. You had socked away some foot modeling money. <laughs> I did. I did. It was a post-foot model. Uh, and I had gotten to a point where I was um, I was partying too hard. I uh, was with a girl I didn't really like. Right. Uh, and just things seemed kind of <clears throat> overwhelming. My career, while it was what I wanted to do, felt a little bit stagnant. And even though I hadn't been there very long, but I, I just wanted changes in my life, and I needed a fresh perspective. Did you feel you needed a reset, so to speak? Mm. Yeah, I did, and I and I also I wanted to get away from uh, you know from booze and drugs and things like that. So I went second night there. I bought some beer, <laughs> and uh, that uh, it was fine. And you <laughs> smoked a squirrel. I, I smoked a squirrel. <laughs> but yeah, I did find out something. It was just nice. Uh, to be alone yeah. and away from anybody that I knew for uh, uh, several days. I think I went for like five days or something like that. And uh, and to see beautiful scenery and, yep. and, yeah. and all of that and to do a little soul searching. And uh, yeah, it did change me. It, uh, it helped a lot. I, I don't have a definitive thing that I could point to, but I just know that I needed it. I needed to check out for a little bit. That's the first time I heard Elk. Yeah, really? Was, yes, was when I was at Teton and I was... Uh, I heard that at night. Scared the hell out of me. Okay. I had no idea what that was. Yeah, no. So when did you eventually find out what it was? I, I asked somebody, you know, what was making it's that It's okay, I'm an elk. Yeah. That's how we communicate. He told me. I'm curious uh, as to how you got there. Um, I wasn't flew. sure. Wh- where'd you fly into and then? I flew into, uh, I flew into where in Montana? Um, Bozeman? Bozeman? Hannah. No, it wasn't Bozeman. <laughs> um, I flew into Hannah, Montana. It was rough. Uh, Nick, what's another? Uh, well, Jackson Hole is the fl- is the airport for Grand Teton, and then Billings and Bozeman. There's Billings. And Billings I, fl- yeah. I flew into Billings, and then I came in the uh, the north end of the uh, the park where uh, by the Mammoth Springs. Yeah, yeah. 
Hannah Montana. Hannah, yeah. <laughs> Hannah got you. <laughs> I've seen Montana. I just don't like the idea of getting, because if I feel like you would have to get on like one of those really small planes that I'm not like comfortable no, with, you no, know? No, I flew a regular. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's Billings is the capital, is it not? No, Helen is. Helen but... is. <laughs> Hannah is. Hannah is. If, if you uh, have a chance at some point in your life, Casey, uh, it, it fly into Jackson Hole and sit on the right side of the plane. Because when you fly yes. into Jackson Hole, these mountains. planes, they loop around. <laughs> okay. And they come south. And looking out the right side of the plane for the first time, you see the Grand Tetons. And Something they are else. the most majestic mountains I've ever seen. Me too. It's it's just, <laughs> it's worth it for the flight alone. And then you're there and, and uh, Tetons are right next to Yellowstone. So yeah, Casey, I, just, I flew into Billings and I rented a car and I drove into the Okay. So On the left only... side of the plane, you see an old guy pissing into a cup. It's less uh, <laughs> less dramatic. It's the most it's the most uh, completely <laughs> diverse views on either side of the plane. Yeah. One side is the Tetons, and on the other side is a guy sitting on top of a ladder taking a piss in a cup. <laughs> But on a serious note, I do want to tell you, Yellowstone, if you've never been there, there are parts of it that seem like it's another planet. Yeah. It's you, you it's just, gorgeous. You're, it's, and, and parts that, that you laid out that you're not allowed to go and you're looking at this going, this is... This Did is your career hit a wall? Beautiful and hostile, but it feels like you're not on Earth anymore. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. Uh, question for... Does your girlfriend smell like burned rubber? Oh, my God. That's a turn on on yeah. your planet. Absolutely. That's and, all we want. Uh, Marissa, this question is, are you still a first responder? Either way, thanks for your service. Oh, no, I got kicked out. You got kicked out? <laughs> yeah. I, th- uh, I mean, technically, I guess it's because I wasn't showing up as much. Because... You, you couldn't devote the same amount of time to it, right? Yeah, I was working here. Yeah. I was working with you guys, and then I was working with Jackson in the afternoon, and then I had moved to Maniunk, and I was responding in Lower Marion, so it just was not possible. I would go to, like, drills on our Wednesday nights and maybe go once in a while when I was at my parents' house. When we first got calls, here, but... Marissa, Marissa was, and she's here all the time anyway, but I would I'd be here, we'd be here very late. And you'd still be here and then be here after that, working with, with us and then on to Jackson. So, yeah, you were throwing everything into this. And did they eventually, did they formally say you were out or did they ghost you or did you ghost them? No, I got like a letter in the okay, mail. Okay, all right. I think uh, I saw that person that day and then I got the letter in the mail that said, you know, we're asking you pl- to please not return. I always thought it would be cool to be a part of a volunteer fire department, but then I realized you have to volunteer. Yeah, yeah. that's one uh, of the key. You have to actually go and to train. regular things. Yeah, and, yeah. And Preston, I just I wouldn't do it. It is incredible. The things that you learn, um, not only like how to put out fires and the science of fire and like um, j- just the drills and, and climbing up things. And like, I know how to start a chainsaw because I was a firefighter. Right. So like, and that, and then the camaraderie of the people and, um, you know, maybe if you just like don't have a place to hang out or like, you know, right now, if I was living uh, through quarantine, this would have been great because I would have been able to go to the firehouse and it would have been someplace else to yeah. go that yeah. wasn't just sitting in my apartment. And there's a social aspect mm-hmm. to it too. Yeah. You become, there's a, there's a, yeah. a brother or brother and sisterhood. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It's wonderful. It's like the traveling pants. Yeah. They, they like, have a sisterhood. Like yeah. Uh, no, I, to me, that seems like a wonderful thing. And if you're going to do something that, that that is as noble as that, that's just a, a massively but, um, wonderful thing to, to do. By the way, that question was from Kevin in Plumsteadville, PA. Okay. Okay. There's also, I mean, there is a level of commitment that you have to um, mm. be willing to do. And you were... Early on, at that level of commitment, and then as life got, you know, yeah. 
um, more. You had your first kids. (laughs) Oh yeah, but it's great. And during high school, like it was, you know, it kept me kind of straight in line. And then there's like investments, like they had to buy gear for somebody my size, which is now turned into like kids' size gear that they (laughs) use. Um, I'm gonna go fight a fire. (laughs) Yeah, but it it was incredible. And if anyone ever considers it, um, you know, just volunteering at your local firehouse, I highly, highly recommend. Hey, did you have to? Did you have to do like a carry? Did you have to carry somebody in your back? Um, I, I had to uh, drag my brother out of a burning building. Okay. Right. Yeah. We have time. I'm sorry. we got to move this right. on. We have time for one more question because I want to make sure everybody on the on the show gets a question. This is the Ask Us Anything segment, uh, and it's for Nick. It says, Nick, and this is from uh, Mike in Vermont. Okay. Oh, Mike DeVerna, I think. Uh, he says, Nick, do you still have extra buttholes on your back? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Mike. not joking. Way back in 2007 or 2008, Nick had extra dots slash dimples slash divots in his lower back that Steve immediately categorized them as buttholes. Yeah, he's right. I do. <laughs> yes, I do. You do? Yeah. They're in the top of your crack, are they not? They are. They're, are they skin tags removed? No, no, no. They're like weird little holes. And uh, you guys want to get personal for a second? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Do they smell bad? No, no, no. Oh, okay. They don't. Oh, uh, you have to they clean them. They taste good? No, no, no. They're like the, they're like little divots. They're, okay. They're not holes. They don't, they don't go inside right, right. my body. But they're almost uh, like pinhole size, right? Yes. You have to clean them. Uh, you do have to clean them. You have to, you know, lint can show up in okay. there from time to time. And- <laughs> so get Kathy's face. <laughs> so I think I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Is it sexual? No. Oh. oh, God, no. no, no, no. Do they squirt? Well, not anymore. No. no, no, no. It never was. Um, I have a, I have a, a friend uh, who, a, a female friend, and, and with her, her boyfriend is very self-conscious about his body, right? Right. And uh, her contention is that it's her job as the girlfriend to get to know every part of his body. So I'm going to say this delicately, but she, she wants to get to know all of him, including that area, right? All like right. the crack and the button butt and everything that goes along with it. I want to know your butthole. Yeah, and and it's it's become a source of friction for for them, for for her and her person he because doesn't want her he to does, know his butthole. And, but I I kind of agree with her. I'm like, you know what? Get to know me. Like if you love me, get to know. Hi, my I'm Nick McElwain. Get to know my butthole. That's what I was about Sorry, to say. But, but what about your butthole? No, I'm not. <laughs> My it's, girlfriend is a little anti. Get to know your butthole, and and I, I'm I'm. But it's her butthole, and it's not yours. No, so no, no. I'm that, talking about my butthole. Like, yeah, I would like her to get to know my butthole. Okay, and she's a little anti. <laughs> <laughs> what about your back divots? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, is that all, the first step? It's all who we are, right? Yeah. Every, By the way, Chuck just ran to the button. <laughs> we're not allowed to say that. I don't know. Okay. Um, if, uh, if she's a little, she doesn't want me to get to know her butthole. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. But I. I all of me is uh, open for, for yeah, interpretation. But there are some people that are the, I don't need to see that. Sure. You know what Listen, I mean? I, if, if you're self-conscious about it, don't then don't force it. Well, what does this have to do with your extra but holes? I thought maybe. Oh, that, that's just a, a, an anomaly on <laughs> my body. That was just a chance to talk about my butthole. Okay. I, I think it's interesting when people are nervous about getting to know everything about somebody else like and and um, don't want to explore the entire body as, as and might be a little bit afraid of it. Well, so I think we first heard about this because your wife was the one who discovered. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she discovered it by looking at every inch of my body and, and saw that Nick, that was there. Maybe it's out of uh, fear that. You might have a really ugly butthole. And, yeah, and sure. It might turn her off, and she. I don't want to. She, she doesn't want to. Uh, she doesn't want to have something. Oh, she's that's texting you. Right now. Oh, I'm laughing you. Lingering over, you know, 
Or she, maybe she just thinks buttholes are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Don't most of us sure yeah. think I mean, that buttholes are disgusting? I think so. I think uh, yeah, it's a that's common where thing. poop comes out of, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh. You don't greet people at first with that. You don't turn around and say, hey, looky here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, the new post-corona right, yeah. greeting. <laughs> right. You give them a brown eye. Okay. <laughs> so that, yeah, Mike, to answer your question, they're still there. Okay, they're still there. Yeah. We got an answer. Yeah. Okay, and that's it. That's oh, wow. the Ask Us Anything segment of the President and Steve <laughs> Show. Marissa, can people still submit uh, questions? Absolutely. I'm going to, uh, we'll repost the link, and it's on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Okay. Uh, and it's ongoing. So if anything ever pops in your head, if you're just talking to some friends randomly some evening, put it there. We'll see it, and we'll get back to this. And we will try to revisit it sometime in the near Love future. It. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR.com and check out our custom Team WMMR Apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. The Texas says, hey, will your show Q&A Part 2 be a podcast so that I can listen to it later? I totally missed it and had wanted to hear it. That's from Dave in Newark. Of course, Dave. We put uh, the yeah, we put the majority of the show up every single day. Oh, yeah. So you will be able to hear that if you missed out on it. And uh, feel free to check out our podcast from time to time and uh, maybe even share it with some people who don't listen to the show regularly and uh, maybe you'll turn them on to it. So uh, that's all available. Preston, or you'll lose a friend for life. PrestonSteve.com. <laughs> you take the risk. Yeah. We think it's worth it. Um, so PlayStation 5 is coming out. They debuted it last week, I believe. Yes. And, uh, it's just months away. Do you know the, uh, arrival date-ish? Is it, uh, it's, it's up on Sony.com. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, um. Oh, I thought it was next year. No, it's this, I thought is, it was is this year. I, okay. No, I, I thought it was, and I was wondering, Steve, if you knew if it was going to be. Like impossible to get for like Christmas. Is Santa Claus going to have enough of it? It's usually difficult. There are two versions. There's one that accommodates uh, physical media, so a game disc, mm-hmm. and there's one that's just solely um, online. You download the game off, uh, you know, off uh, the various websites. Been doing that more often. Right. Down- downloading content. Uh, it takes a long time. It, it depends. Takes a yeah. long time. It, your gigs and gigs, like your you know, 45, 50 gigs worth of uh, game yeah. on, on your deal, especially if it's an elaborate game. What happens, though, a lot of the uh, people who are younger gamers or may not have a lot of uh, money, they buy the discs and then they trade them in. And, it, uh, you know, so there's there's some some issues with that. I haven't really delved into how they're taking care of that. But you can have you have the two options. All right. Uh Nick Found News Story says that uh, they revealed the console, no specific date given, only that it will be in stores this year. Yeah. So you can't expect it this year. Uh, Steve, is there a big price difference between uh, just downloading the game and buying the physical disc? Uh, I I don't think so. No, it it should be pretty much the same. I mean, I've actually purchased, I've actually downloaded some games. um, And uh, you know what happens, though? Depending on the storage, these some of these games are so graphically intense 
that you have to um, you'll have to clear space on the hard drive to make room for another game. Yeah, and you yeah. have to like download a game even if it's you have it on a disc anyway. Well, right? so that it run. Well, a lot of times what it'll Sometimes, do, if you, yeah. yeah, you you mm-hmm. can you can start up a game and say you're ready to start while it's still downloading. Yeah, uh, and so what it'll do, you can you, what they do is they have you download a whole bunch of the content onto the system, right. so you're not getting any lag times. And it's a pain in the ass because sometimes it can take hours. Listen, I, I to do it. I play on the PS4 a lot. I have I've been I have um, Xboxes as well. I have a lot of gaming systems, and the, the bitch is when you're getting, you're sitting down to play, and they've added content, and it's like, um, you know, I know oh, you want to play man. now. We, I've I, actually played the Xbox, Preston, while waiting for the PS4. Sure, Tumblr, because I, I, I'm here. I caved and went and ended up getting external drives, yeah, because yeah. there's so much space that's taken right. up on that unit, and we didn't want oh, to really? delete all the games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Mm. You realize how expensive it is to be a kid these days? Oh, my God. Right? I do. Well, this yeah, sucker, I think the PS5 is the the fully maxed out one is going, it was up like, seven, can you check? I think it's like 700 bucks. Yeah. I mean, listen, you have, you, you have your video game systems are way more expensive. They all, I mean, at a certain age, have phones now and, you know, not flip phones. You know, they're all. Like, Those can be $1,000. Yeah. And, and it's always like, you know. Keeping up with the, you know, with the Joneses or whatever. So yeah. after Joneses. Yeah. Well, I was trying to talk my son. Listen, my, you know, my son had uh, incentives for a good report card, and he brought home a bang up report card. And I'm trying to talk him into the SE, which is like a great phone, you yeah. know. And he's like, yeah, but the, you know, the 11. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the SE can do everything listen, that the, uh, the 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 11 does. It just doesn't. Listen, old man, 11. I told you what I wanted. What are you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the conundrum of you know uh, trying to make your kids happy, mm-hmm. but also not being ridiculous about it. <laughs> For so. me, it's trying to make me happy. What, yeah. what do I want? Yeah. And I, so I'm I'm probably going to wait. I'm going to let the um, I always say this and I end up getting it immediately. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, it does look it does look pretty badass. It's a slick looking uh, device. All right. So uh, in this article I read, uh, they, they had noted 15 exciting new PS5 games. Yes. Uh, that they saw. So I can rattle off. And they have games. a lot of exclusive titles as well. Uh, and some of these we'll know, some of these we won't. Yeah. Uh, Little Devil Inside, uh, Hitman 3, the Which, Hitman series. Which, big fan great. of the Hitman series. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Gran Turismo is a super accurate driving game. So accurate that I hate it. Uh, Death Loop, Bug Snacks, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Demon's Souls, which says the remake of that. Resident Evil 8, which is called Resident Evil Village. Did you play Resident Evil, the VR version? No. I got to bring it in for you. Okay. Yeah, because you Oh, wait. No, I have it. Yeah. I have it, and I tinkered with it a little bit, but I didn't get deep enough into the game to where it had its claws in it. Because with any game... And specifically VR ones, it starts off really slow because you got to get past the learning curve right. before things start picking up. And then you're like, okay, I'm in this all the way because we just started playing Walking Dead and I started learning the beginning of it. And it's kind of clunky at first before you figure out how to move. How to move around. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, properly. So, uh, yeah. And here's here's why I run into trouble with some games. Um when it comes to, and I know it's a big uh, appeal for people, uh, for some people, for most people, mainly uh, younger players, I guess. Are the combining things to make that. things? Hate I it, get, hate it, hate it. I don't like that part of the game where you, you found a leaf and a box and a, and a battery and a yeah. I, 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 ah! And you try combining this and that. Well, those things don't do together. But how about these two things? Or if we put all three of them together, it makes this. Or maybe and you need one more piece to blah blah. And it's not. 
It's not going out and you need to go find this piece. It's like, well, try these combinations and see what happens. I don't want that part of it. No, hate them. Give me gun. Let me shoot. Yeah. Do they um, have, um, I'm sorry, Press, uh, yeah. do they have escape rooms on uh, these game systems? Yes, they do. And, in fact, we bought a VR escape room type uh, game, and it's a lot of fun. And I've forgotten the name of it because we played it last year, and I haven't gone back to it yet. But, yes, they do have it. I looked up escape room type games or puzzle solving games that are similar to escape rooms and yes they do make them all right i have, I have another question about vr uh, uh steve you might actually you guys both might know uh are there vr games that you can play with other people in other you know like how my son plays Fortnite with his friends uh it's a good question i don't know i i've never done that uh i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm not sure case i okay. would assume that there there is or they're working <laughs> on it uh the games that i played and played a fair amount are all um Local. You okay. Know. By the way, uh, rumors that uh, prices on this, uh, on the PS5, is going to be in that $500 range or up further, depending on what package you <laughs> Right, get. right. All right. So uh, then you have Ghostwire Tokyo. Is Which looks pretty cool. Uh, Stray is a game. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Did you ever play Ratchet and Clank? No, I don't even know what that it's is. It's a fun game. It, it's it's like a... Um, uh, it's like a Sonic sort of vibe. Right. Yeah. By the way, these are I think these are an order of excitement. So number right. that was number five. Number four is Sackboy, <laughs> a on. big adventure. I don't know. Uh, number three My is, is Sackboy. Number three is NBA Two K Twenty One. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, number two is Project Athea. You know anything about that? I I watched the trailer. It looks pretty cool. I'm not that familiar. Here's the one they're most excited about, and if it's along the lines of the last Spider-Man game, I'm in Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. So that'll be playoff of Into the Spider-Man, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And I just hope it's the same type of play as the last Spider-Man game because it was fan-freaking-tastic. So they also debuted, and I don't know if it's already out, but it's a VR game where you are Iron Man and you are, so you're the HUD. In the suit. In the yeah. suit, yeah. It which looks awesome. pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at a, is this a video of the Spider-Man game? Yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? Uh, it's not really showing anything. Um, okay. Now, with this, uh, with the video game chat, uh, Capcom reached a major milestone for itself. And the survivor horror genre, the developer, has sold over 100 million copies of Resident Evil games since wow. the franchise kicked, franchise kicked off. 100 million. 1996. So my favorite game of the Resident Evil series is Resident Evil 4, which I think just absolutely was a game changer because I've always loved the Resident Evil games. But we talked about early on. People who are now playing the games might not know that early on it was a fixed camera. You couldn't see what was coming at you until it was right up on top of you. And uh, Resident Evil 4, you know, gave you that over-the-shoulder shot, which changed everything. Yep. Uh, the company chalked up the success to a few factors, most notably a consistent schedule for new games, and uh, that is it hasn't let the franchise stay dormant for long. While that isn't as good as Capcom claims, don't ask, it says about the stinkers like Operation Raccoon City. <laughs> Uh, it does mean that the series has stayed in the limelight virtually since the launch of the two of the two uh, franchises, Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Which to you is the more terrifying? Scary was Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Silent uh, Hill. I thought my wife can't be anywhere near the the uh, the TV when I'm playing those games. And I only played like the first and second game. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. After then, I, I I bowed out on it. But it was enough to. 
to scare me <laughs> at night with the the lights off playing the game. Scary as f. Yeah, and, uh, and you think of some of the iconic um, creatures, the nurses without faces, and the straight razors, and the uh, and the. Uh, uh, and whatever that leg creature was with the legs coming up out of the top of the yeah, torso. Cut, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, you'd hear certain noises and yeah. you're like, oh. Here we go. <laughs> yep. There was a game called The Suffering that took place in a prison, if you're a fan, you know, like Shawshank. Yeah. Uh, and the, basically the do- demons and ghosts of whoever was killed in that prison came back. So if, like, there were lethal injection creatures where their arms and legs were hypodermics, and they click, 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 click. And uh, it was pretty wild. Okay. Do you like the scary games? I do. Okay. I do. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Casey doesn't I don't, like I, I, I wish I liked video games more. I, I really do. I just, uh, I, after it went beyond, like, two buttons, uh, it went well beyond my uh, There's a, honestly, you pick up the Uncharted games. Yeah. They're, they're so cinematically great. And they're 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 just it's it's really like playing a movie and and you get caught up in the plot and uh, it's it's puzzle solving it's like Lara Croft it's a shooter it's got all of these elements that make it a really um, top game series the gameplay or the theme that I go back to most consistently and and it's too bad because there's not enough of them but is just World War Two games yeah Great. Steve and I have said before it's our it's our quote unquote favorite war yes it's, it's our favorite it's, war it's the war I'm most fascinated yeah. with yeah and so I, I like the uh, I, I just like the simplicity of it you know do they have other campaigns because it always seems like it's all like European stuff uh, yeah oh they've there, there was the uh, the one that Kiefer Sutherland voiced it was the uh, it was uh, the yeah, Pacific, campaign. Pacific campaigns yeah. yeah okay yeah but Hmm. It's uh, uh yeah those those are the ones that I like the most. I think the one thing that would probably bring me around most is a decent VR experience. Now I did the Arkham Asylum VR thing and I didn't care for it as much just because it was more like puzzle solving. It's, it's gimmicky. Yeah. yeah. There's a friend of mine. My friend Will swears by this place in uh, in Manhattan. It is a it's a VR experience. Um, and you know what? I'll have to look this up because you know I don't even know if I want to give out the name because he said it's so mm-hmm. amazing. But I mean, he said it is so tactile and real because when you're in this room and you're wearing the VR yeah. equipment, there are literal things that you can grab onto that, that enhance it. That, yeah. that really, you know, you reach out to grab a gun and, and you're, you're grabbing a handle that's real in the physical world, and you touch it and use it, and it, it appears as if it's a, it's so a virtual cool. thing. Yeah. And he said it's absolutely amazing. And the the experiences are like like ten to fifteen minutes long. They cost like thirty dollars or something, which sounds like a lot for ten or fifteen minutes. But he said it's unbelievable. I love and it. a couple of them are stupid scary. Like really like Casey, you'd be terrified. Like I probably wouldn't want to do those either. I would like to that. do like uh, exhilarating things. I don't want to do things where like I'm getting chased by killers. Right. I'm looking for Do you is, do you guys, uh, Kathy and Nick, do you do you play any games so much that, of that stuff missed me that, that immerse just, you? No, no. And, and it's not that I don't like them. And whenever I do play them, I find them really enjoyable. But I I, I missed generations of consoles I know, and games I at know, this point. Yeah, and so it's such catch up, and um, uh, I, I just feel lost when I when I dive okay. into them. You know, and so it, but I get it. I totally get being immersed by it. I don't. I'm back to being angry at the games. <laughs> like I, I, Express, I, yeah. I accepted it for a while, but now it's like it drives me insane. It's called the void. See if you can uh, see if you guys can see some That's video. A game? Uh, it's the name of the, the experience. Oh, okay. It's in uh, in New York City. It's okay. called it's called the Void. 
Let's see. I'm looking forward to there being apparatus that is like Ready Player One. There where, are the, where where tap, in, yeah. taptic gloves and things that give you pressure when you hold something and, and, and compress and give you the sense, yeah. sensation of motion. Yeah. Well, also, like, mo- you know, basically walking on, you know, a 360 Sunshine. treadmill. <laughs> no, that too. But like a 360 treadmill yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, listen, it's, it sounds awesome. What I love is watching people on America's Funniest Home Videos wearing VR things. Fall into the TV. Falling over things. I think that is it's the hilarious. Best. It's the freaking best. Anyone, <laughs> if you ever put on VR goggles, you know it can throw you off like that in a heartbeat. Here, I found the, the void. Uh, it says explore other dimensions. There's a Jumanji. There's an Avengers one, Steve. Ah, I would do that. Like officially, it says uh, Shuri has uh, recruited your team to a powerful new prototype design. Uh, combining uh, Wakandan and Stark technologies. Uh, when an enemy from the past seeks to steal the technology, you'll fight alongside some of your favorite Avengers like Doctor Strange, Wasp, Ant-Man, and more to stop the attack. So it's licensed. It's it's, it's awesome. officially sanctioned by those. There's a Star Wars one called Secrets of the Empire. There's Ralph. Uh, there's uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck Ralph. Uh, there is Ghostbusters. There's a few like that. So, But he swears by it. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. I got to get to that eventually yeah. when they start doing stuff like that. And again. they wipe it down. Yeah. Oh, there's Don't... one at Disney Springs, too. Is there? Yeah. Okay. All right. Definitely got to do that. Uh, and then one other thing. There's a new game coming out uh, called Star Wars Squadron. Did you see that? EA? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're you you're inside you're dogfighting you're inside an X-wing fighter or another. So there there for the, the VR in the last Star Wars Battle uh, Front uh, game there was an additional um, uh, component to it that you downloaded where you are flying in an X-wing fighter and you're doing a raid around a a, uh, a star destroyer. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. And it's VR. It's VR. So the difference when you're in a VR setup and you're flying you 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 don't. You can look up through your cockpit window yeah. and follow what you're going after. Yeah. You know, and and when you acquire that target that way, it makes it so much easier. When in in other rigs, they'll sometimes put put a graphic arrow up on the yes. screen to show you where you're. Your this one you crane your neck yeah, right. So you, I, I assume you got to sit down for that. I stand too. Yeah, okay. it, it, it's cool. Yeah, it probably helps to sit down. But I and then press that the game starts off when you're there. You're in basically a completely white room, and you're. And you're hearing this thudding, and then a huge at-at leg comes down in front of you, and you look up, and there it is. Yeah, it's amazing. That's cool. I'm, like, totally in a... I, I've uh, gone into fantasy land in my head. Okay, where and, are we going? Uh, where does yogurt come from? <laughs> I found out, Greece. Uh No, I would love for there to be a VR Madden football game where okay. you can, like, actually... You play? You throw, you catch... You, it's got to be in the works case. It, it, it has, has to be. To be. I, I mean, what, so. why would you miss out on that opportunity, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you definitely need a, a decent, you know, working Area. space and floor space in order to do it. And then I was also thinking that uh, you would need to have create some sort of like barrier, right? That uh, you the maybe China play, play with. <laughs> no, but maybe like I. All right. We'll talk about this another time because well, I don't really in, need to get into details in here. In the infancy days of VR, and this was, I don't know, 30 years ago I did VR, and uh, yet it was at a mall where I went to, and there was a ring that you stood in. Okay? Yes. Uh-huh. And, and so it, it would keep you in that zone so you wouldn't move and get out. And I think it just sensed your body or something like that. Do you that. know what I do, honestly, when, I, when I'm playing any of these games that require you're standing up or whatever, just in general... 
I have a sliding coffee table that buttresses up against my legs. Yeah. So that gives me a point of reference in the game. I have mats on the floor. Right, right. And where yeah. my feet are, I, I take my shoes off. Okay. Right. And I know where my foot is. I'm like, okay, I'm So you're center. not running headlong yeah. into the TV. Yep. Has anyone calculated how much money John Madden has made on that franchise? I mean, it's just, just name alone being on because there? It's, it's synonymous with it now. You know, it's... Uh, it's called sh- Madden. It's Madden. We're yeah. going to go play Madden, you know? It's the check that never ends, I would imagine. It's it depends be. on what kind of deal he made with them initially. I was... Uh, there's a, a great... Turkey juice, right? Is that what Caliendo says? Caliendo, yeah. There's a great Twitter account. Account, uh, Casey and I have talked about it a few times. Super 70 Sports. And the other day, they retweeted this video of, of uh, Miller Lite um, uh, beer from the 70s. And yes. It, it, it starred Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, wow. At the end of the commercial, um, uh, John Madden comes out from the outfield, like works his way through. <laughs> it's, it's 40 years old at this point, but it's that that's the same guy that is now synonymous with this franchise that's going to last forever you yeah know? yeah it's pretty wild all right anyhow they uh you know more stuff to buy and more stuff to buy yeah. haven't even gone to the uh the new uh xbox which is uh you know is coming out as is well coming too yeah all right here we go all right let's take a break we'll come back in a second and uh hopefully we'll have something kathy's interested in so uh, <laughs> stay with us preston and steve on 93.3 wmmr Looking at the extended forecast, Steve, uh, Nick had pulled up. It looks like rain for sure Friday and Saturday is like 80% chance. And then um, Sunday, 50%. And then Monday, 40%. So there's a chance for rain up through, like, you know, Wednesday. Go to hell. Yeah, go to hell. I think it's like thunderstorms coming through. We're in that that time period, you know, where it's like. You can have a chunk of a good day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like Florida. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Your whole day's not ruined. Yeah. Two o'clock it rains. Uh, all right, uh, I got Bizarre File Stories. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And it is brought to you by HERS, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. When it comes to snacking this summer, keep it Philly, Philly, and make it HERS. HERS forever good. An air passenger has been detained in China after allegedly attempting to smash open a plane window at 30,000 feet. The 29-year-old woman had drunk two bottles of super strength spirits on her own due to emotional stress before boarding the domestic flight. One window cracked, and the Airbus A320 had to make an emergency landing as a result of the mid-flight fiasco. The woman allegedly resorted to alcohol to deal with her relationship problems after being ditched by her partner. Footage shows the flight attendants trying to comfort the crying woman, known by her surname Lee who suddenly started uh, hitting the cabin window. Jeez. According to the statement, Ms. Li was traveling from northwest China to eastern Chinese city of Yangcheng. The woman had drunk two bottles of Bai Zhu, a type of Chinese grain wine, before boarding the flight. <laughs> two bottles. Yeah, the traditional Chinese drink typically has an alcohol volume between 35 and 60%. Uh, the cabin crew had to carry out an emergency landing about halfway into the five-hour journey. Man. As she suddenly lost control of her emotions, started punching the window next to her seat. And you know you'd be the lucky person sitting right next to her. Yep. An image released by police shows a damaged plane window with multiple cracks on the surface. Uh, the plane touched down, and they said that nobody was harmed during the process. She's been detained suspicion of damaging public trans- transportation, and uh, she could result in a jail sentence between 3 to 10 years. 
They should have told everyone else to buckle up, drop the air masks automatically, let her smash the window open, she'd get sucked out, yeah. let everything pressurize, and then resume the flight. You just have a breezy flight yeah, the rest yeah. of the way. Uh, Waffle House cravings are legit. Police in South Carolina are seeking the public's help in identifying a man who broke into a Waffle House in Merle's Inlet, prepared himself three snacks, and then left with a package of disposable gloves. He's got to be safe. Happened on uh, Sunday morning, and the whole thing was caught on surveillance video. Local residents are asked to call the Georgetown County Sheriff's Office with any information regarding theft. I guess they took advantage of them being closed because Waffle House is a 24-hour joint. And I love since waffles. they were closed, he broke it. Yeah, yeah, I do need to get over to Waffle House sometime soon. A traveler says that he was left humiliated after uh, KFC had refused to serve him at a drive-thru while he was riding a horse and buggy. Uh, Why why would they refuse that? Ian Bell made it as far as the kiosk window last week, only for a manager to come out and say that he would have to leave for health and safety of other customers. This is in uh, England, by the way. I'd like a bucket of chicken, please. He says he doesn't understand as his horse, John John, is as good as gold. <laughs> Adding horse and carts were around long before motor cars. Yeah. Photos uh, show Ian and John John pitched up uh, outside the KFC restaurant. Ian said, I had queued up behind some cars and was about to order a bargain bucket. When all of a sudden, this manager came out and said, you're not allowed through. And I couldn't believe what he was hearing. I'd done nothing wrong. What? John John was behaving himself. He was quite quiet as a lamb. He's a very well-behaved horse. But John John's being splendid. In in the end, I had to go to McDonald's for a Big Mac. He went to another restaurant. He said no one there batted an eyelid. But John John was rightfully accepted. They didn't say anything to me at all. They just served me my food. Dear Mr. McDonald's, I ate at your establishment today, and you made me and my horse very happy. He said, I think my treatment from KFC has been downright disgusting and discriminatory against people who use horses and carts. Uh, The horses and cart is a common way to get around where I'm from. Uh, The fast food franchise has spoken out in defense of the manager's decision to deny Ian and John John service. Insisting the safety of guests is really important. John John actually teared up. Yes. Uh, the man who led a group of armed protesters to Big Daddy Zane's bar back in May is now facing charges for running a drug distribution ring. Philip Archibald from Dallas came to Big Daddy Zane's to support the bar's reopening ahead of the governor's schedule for bars. That incident ended up with the arrest of many armed protesters and then yet another series of protests aimed against the sheriff, Mike Griffiths, in retaliation. Uh, this week, the Justice Department released a document detailing how Archibald was caught trying to sell steroids to an undercover police officer. Mm-hmm. This dude's huge, by is the way. He? So, yeah, yeah. yeah, clearly. What's his name? Uh, his name Big is... Big Daddy something? Or? Well, the na- his name is Philip Archibald, oh, right. but it was Big Daddy Zane's Bar. Okay. Uh, the release said investigators traced steroid compounds sent through the mail to his address and then found more of those drugs in his apartment. The department also said that... Uh, uh, he won't be released pending trial because they found sinister posts on his Facebook page that indicated he could be a threat to the community. The department said Archibald has ties to the anti-government Boogaloo movement, and some of his posts called for guerrilla welfare against National Guardsmen and threatened to kill looters. So if you're going to lead a protest, you probably don't want to be a drug dealer as well. Yeah, yeah. A British woman has hatched three ducklings that she's named Beep, Peep, and Meep from eggs that she bought at a supermarket chain called Waitrose. So they were ready to hatch. Yeah, this is in England as well. 
uh, Charlie Lello decided to incubate the Clarence Court duck eggs while she was furloughed from her job. I can't wait to tell John John. (laughs) You've got new friends for the drive-thru. She said, I got the idea from a video that popped up on my Facebook feed of someone hatching quail eggs. That was my original plan, but whilst I was in Waitrose, I saw the duck eggs and thought that they might work too. Mum and I had a brief spoken about had briefly spoken about getting some ducks after lockdown anyway. Let's say we get some ducks, eh? Uh, part of me thought that it would never work. None of the quail eggs developed, but after six days in the incubator, I checked the d- duck eggs and could see veins and a very tiny, wiggly embryo. Look, mummy, veins. Then the excitement kicked in. I spent the whole two days that Beep was hatching glued to my incubator. Uh, he was a lone chick for two days, so I had to make a little sling out of a beanie hat. Sweetie, may I suggest something? Could you possibly go out and, I don't know, meet a boy? And carry him around until Peep hatched. Meep joined a week later. <laughs> Lello, who also keeps chickens, plans to keep the ducklings in her home in Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire north of London, until they're fully feathered and then move them to live outside with the chickens. Now, I was like, how do you get eggs... From the grocery store that to I hatch. hatch. Okay, so. Well, maybe I can help you, Preston. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this time of quarantining, I'm calling in to let you know that uh, for the most part, you cannot hatch eggs that have been purchased at a supermarket. Do you fertilize them yourself? With my own penis. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Thank you. I'll be going now. Uh, without incubating. Without incubation, uh, fertilized eggs are entirely indistinguishable from normal eggs when eaten. But Clarence Court said in a statement that the eggs traveled from a farm uh, right. to a packing center to a supermarket <laughs> depot to a store. So it's a feat of remarkably slim odds that a duckling has been hatched. Duck egg production is very a very small industry. And the separation of males from females relies wholly upon the skill of a very few qualified people. It's hard to tell the sexes apart. Of course. Unlike commercial laying hens, for example, laying ducks are all... White feathered and similar size when grown. Most drakes can be spotted by a little curl to the tail feathers, although not all of the drakes possess this visual marker. So they can have the males and females together, and they've they've uh, fertilized the eggs, and they don't huh. know. Yeah, it's interesting. And there you go. That's what I have. It's tough being a duck, man. The bizarre file. You got to rely on apps. This morning. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll test your knowledge of today's program. We'll have a lesson question and a prize to go along with it. Trash and music news, too, so stay there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We want to check you. We want to see uh, if you've been paying attention this morning or how long you've been listening because we're going to do today's lesson question and we're going to give away, as a prize, a digital download of Scoob. Scoob. Right, so let's see if you know the answer to this. Which boxer was a founding member of Duran Duran? 215-263-WMMR. What famous boxer is a founding member of Duran Duran? You would have had to have heard it earlier this morning to get it, Maybe. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we're going to do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by Sin Shape Propane Tank Home Delivery Service. It brings propane right to your doorstep. Place your order 
at cinch, that's C-Y-N-C-H dot com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the LGBTQ plus community claiming SpongeBob SquarePants has officially come out after posting a tweet in support of Pride Month. Nickelodeon is correcting the reaction, saying that SpongeBob is in fact genderqueer, Native American two-spirit, and gender variant. Oh, oh my God. Actress Sky Jock- Jackson, I believe that's how it's pronounced, dropping a restraining order against Bad Barbie because the rapper recently entered rehab. Jackson says it's hard to feel threatened by someone who's currently being spoon-fed baby food while wearing a straitjacket. And finally, after being dumped by Megan Fox, Brian Austin Green has been seen, and this is true, hanging out with Courtney Studden. Green says Studden has exactly what he looks for in a woman, excessive amounts of unflattering cosmetic surgery. (laughs) (laughs) That's the truth, yeah. Wow. Courtney Studden. Wow, and and I guess yeah, and Megan Fox had gotten a lot of work done yeah. in her face oh, too, yeah. not to Courtney Stodden level, but <laughs> wow. Okay, well we'll be following that one. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get the answer to today's question: Which boxer was a founding member of Duran Duran? Two one five two six three WMMR the number, and we will go to Bill. Hey Bill. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Bill. All right, what boxer was a founding member of Duran Duran? Roberto Duran. You got it, Bill. Hang on. For you, sir, we're going to give you a digital download of Scoob. Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and Mystery Incorporated face their toughest mystery yet, and that is available to own now. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. John, no. All right, this morning's music news brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations remain open to provide your building material and hardware needs and are focused on customer and staff safety. Call or email ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. You can find them at admoyer.com. Well, it's good news for fans of this band. Seether will release a new single called Dangerous and they will do it within two weeks. How about that? According to the band's guitarist and vocalist, Sean Morgan. A short preview clip of the song was made available at the end of Morgan's YouTube live chat and acoustic session on Sunday. Dangerous will be included on Seether's recently completed eighth album, which is tentatively due this summer. Uh, Morgan said a while back that he never really knows what he's going to write until he's in the studio. He said, I tend to write the lyrics right before I'm actually recording them because there's a vulnerability to them. And I think that if I don't do it that way, I overthink it. And if I let my subconscious become the driver of that process, then I think it becomes a lot more meaningful, funnily enough. Hmm. Uh, in an earlier YouTube session, he said about the new LP, the album, uh, the new album is done and basically going to be, I think, released in August at this point. It's my favorite album we've done to date by far. The songs I think are the strongest songs we've written, and I'm super proud of it. They love Philly and Seether. Yeah, they do. And, uh, uh, Philly Good guys. absolutely loves them. Uh, another band that we dig has been here in our studio before. Dirty Honey has been writing and demoing new material at its home studio in Los Angeles with producer Nick uh, Didia uh, consulting the band via Zoom. The group hopes to record its fl- first full-length album in either Los Angeles or Australia, although plans to travel to the latter to write the record were scrapped due to the pandemic. Uh, singer Mark LaBelle and guitarist John Notto uh, said that the veteran producer w- uh, talked about what he brought to the table. Uh, they said that he knows just the right amount of 
live that needs to be in there and just the right amount of nuance to make it feel energetic. He's really in tune to that energy, they said. Uh, the Los Angeles-based act hopes to begin recording its first LP next month. They debuted with just an EP. That was it. And they did it without a uh, record company. They did it with them by themselves, which is unheard of. Damn! So I don't know what the status is of them being with a record company. We'll be on this next time around. We'll see. Alter Bridge and Slash frontman Miles Kennedy has used the coronavirus downtime to complete work on the material for his second solo LP. Uh, he said that uh, the next solo record is pretty much done, so I'm excited about it. I've been able to get something done during this time and also hang out with my family, which has been wonderful. Asked how this new solo album will be different from his 2018 debut, Year of the Tiger. He said, well, it's definitely a little more plugged in as far as the overall approach. Year of the Tiger leans heavily on acoustic side of things, and it definitely has a blues vibe. The new one is much more plugged in. It rocks a little harder. And there's going to be a lot of guitar silliness in it. Is he still doing stuff with his side project, Gino Manelli? Uh, <laughs> Gino Manelli? Yeah. It's a combination of Gino. Oh, yeah, Gino Manelli and yeah, Liza, Liza Manelli. Manelli yeah. uh, I don't know. Do we have a clip of it? Yeah. All right, here we go. I Go for that classic sound. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Happy birthday, Gino Manelli, today, by the way. Uh, According... Um, according to Kennedy, he has pretty much demoed the entire next solo LP and has basically started pre-production on the effort, uh, which will likely arrive in 2021. And then one last story. I'd turn up my teletype a little bit. Pre-poop-a-poop. Bruce Springsteen has tapped his June 25th, 2005 solo show at Stockholm, Sweden's Hovet Arena as his latest archival release. Bertie Flicky Birkin! I was hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, the new Stockholm 2005 collection is Springsteen's fourth pick from the solo 2005 Trek, having previously issued concerts from Trenton, New Jersey, Columbus, Ohio, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, highlights on the set include... Darfin, 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 this one is called Thunder Bedurkin. <laughs> Thunder Bedurkin. The Schnurking Flags. Schmarschkin mit der Bergen. Bergen, Dirkin, the stars, and then the girls get taken, and the hearth burnt arm. Roy Orbis and Darpin with the Gurkin. That's me, and I want you all. I didn't know he spoke Swedish. <laughs> Good. Really knows his like a native son. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say earlier? Go sports team or go local sports yeah. team? <laughs> How about that local sports team? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you did say Roy Orr. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that come from? And, uh, it's in the song. Yeah. 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 Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. And yeah, no, never knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, highlights on the set include um, such tour rarities as down downbound train. Uh, A downbound train. Is uh, that it? I don't know. I thought it was downtown train. 
Um, I thought it was downtown uh, Julie uh, Brown. But I didn't know about Roy Orbison. So. <laughs> no, downtown train was uh, Rod Stewart. Yes. Well, I'll uh, see you tonight. Oh, I'm totally screwed up. On a downtown train. Right. <laughs> then, then was it Springsteen who sang, Do You Think I'm Sexy? Nope. No. no. That was right side first. If you are my boy. <laughs> How would he do that in Swedish? I remember this video. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, all those matching jumpsuits. Summery little pants yeah. and stuff. Right? All right, anyway, we're talking about Bruce Springsteen. Come on, oh, yeah. Get yeah, come on. Come on, man. So, <laughs> so downbound train, uh, the promise, point blank, walk like a man, lucky town, blinded by the light, and ramrod. He has a song called Ramrod. I never heard Ramrod. Oh, neither did I. All right. Anyhow, he has chosen uh, that particular performance to be a part of his collection for his uh, archival release. So. There you go. So I got a music news for you. Let's take a final break. Come back. Get our letter of the day for the word of the week prize. See what's coming up with Pierre. What we got going on tomorrow. All all these things uh, when we return. <laughs> okay. Stay with us. Arnold. Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. I was thinking Jean Claude Van Damme. Whatever. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks. We settle down and get ready for the bumpy ride of Mr. Pierre Robert. It's like it's like being in the, as they say, in the queue for a rip roaring roller coaster. Yeah, you it's, just know. Getting ready for Pierre's yeah. program, and you never know where he's going to take it. That's for sure. He's always got something good planned. Uh, so today has been all about you and us, and uh, no guests. But uh, I enjoyed the hell out of today's radio program. It was fun. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the questions, by the way, for the Ask Us Anything segment. And that's always up at uh, PrestonandSteve.com. Is there something that's been driving you nuts? You've been listening to the show forever? Or maybe you just started and you're hearing some things that sound like we don't reference exactly what we're talking about because, you know, we've all been <laughs> friends for a really long time. I was just thinking about this as we were talking about this earlier, Preston, and, and things that we will reference for a period and then they'll sort of go away, like Annabelle for a while was... Uh, Annabelle, Annabelle, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> right. And so they, <laughs> you know, if you haven't been there at the point of creation, you wouldn't know what that referred and to. Sometimes those points of creation are separated by the soundbite by several years, too. I mean, that yeah. Annabelle clip is probably seven years old. Oh, yeah. But we didn't really start making fun of it and having fun with it until last year, you know? And the, the thing with Ben, the, as you can Annabelle. imagine, that, you know, that was, I don't know, eight, nine months ago. And yeah. It, it's worked its way into the show now. So the, you never really quite know where these things catch or why they catch. Yeah. And it's funny about the Annabelle thing is. Is we'll take little parts of that particular yeah. phone call, and then it'll just become our thing uh-huh. for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hopefully, she brushed her teeth. Yeah, and, uh, and just sometimes the, the tones that we I don't know, and then we're like, oh, Annabelle would yeah. say. Uh, but Annabelle. anyhow, anyhow, and he's not even saying it the way we say. No, Annabelle. I know. Yeah, yeah. He just says Annabelle. Um, but you can go to PrestonSteve dot com and you can uh, you can send us any questions that you may ask have about anything and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Pierre will do a Ask Me Anything segment, and you can ask him whatever you want. Then again, maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) Just think it out loud. Well, well, you never know. You You never never know. know. How you doing? I'm good. Awesome, man. Um, Well, uh, I'm sure your day's been wonderful so far, and you got a full day ahead of you. But before we find out about that, let's get a letter 
Okay. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. A is in Annabelle. Annabelle! (laughs) Annabelle. It worked out perfectly. It really did. It did. We have a physique... Or is it a pie Zeke? I need to check on that. We need to find out. Although their stuff is so good, we need to get the name right. It's spelled P-Y-Z-I-Q-U-E, and I just automatically, yeah. I think of physique and P-H just being a quirky way to, to well, no, I guess that's how you spell it, but uh, there's a Z in there, and it throws me off. So anyhow, it's pie Zeke or Fuzzeek, round barbecue and fire pit kit, and that's from Landis Block. Landis Block, you can start imagining your own backyard paradise. By looking at the photo gallery online hmm. at landisbc.com. I think it's Pyzeek because it's its own entity. Pyzeek wall is a, a type of material. Okay. I didn't Pizik. know if it was a playoff of a physique. Yeah. So, okay, I'll go I'll go with Pyzeek from here on out. It also makes you pies. It does. It oh, does, yes. That's okay. amazing. It's a yeah. guy named Zeke who makes you pie. <laughs> yeah. You haven't had a barbecued pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. There's. I mean, it's so good. It's heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> barbecued meringue, and I think oh you know what I'm God. talking about. Mm. With the with the uh, outer edges of the pie, you just have this like crispy. burnt to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the grill marks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. along put, the meringue. Put a little mm. cheese on there on the side too, <laughs> and it it's like a grilled cheese pie with blueberries in it. <laughs> mm. Oh, grilled cheese, pie. grilled cheese pie sounds pretty That's good. Actually, grilled cheese pie sounds really good. Stumbled into something, man. And you think I have no recipes? You're wrong. You know, some people eat apple pie with a slice of cheese. Yes, it's quite really? common. I know yeah. that that was in uh, Men in Black. That's yes. what he, uh, that, uh, Tommy, um... Hilfiger. No, not Tommy uh-huh. Hilfiger. <laughs> uh, Tommy, Lee, Tommy Lee, Jones. Jones. <laughs> Lee Jones. His character would always order a, a piece of apple pie with a slice of cheddar cheese. Yeah. I always found that to be an odd combination. Yeah. But, but it's kind it of is, a standard, yeah. It's kind of what, it's what people order, so... You never know what you're going to get. And you never know what you're going to get by listening to the Preston Steve no. show. Because who would have known you could have had barbecue pies? And then that led to a discussion on the fact that some people eat cheese with their pies that's instead it. of ice cream, which I think is slightly wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> I like the ice. I love a la mode, man. Oh, my God. Something special about that. I mean, barbecued ice cream, too, mm. is like Mm-mm-mm. when you, uh, well, it's you, can't even, you know. You try, but you can't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's up on the program today? Thank you for asking. I will have workforce blocks of Pink Floyd. Uh, I've got Volbeat. I've got Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've got Vinyl Cut. I've got Double Shot Tuesday. And so we'll have double shots throughout the day, many of them you call it. Wonderful. Call yeah. Pierre. Let him know. All right. Uh, and call me. I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston's. <laughs> I just want to stop. Da, da, da. Call me. He's singing Blondie. We're singing Gino Vanelli. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm moving it over to Gino Vanelli. <laughs> Three, two, it's his one. Birthday. I just if you want to see a very funny Gino Vanelli moment, SCTV. <laughs> Eugene Levy does oh, no. uh, he does an impression of Gino Vanelli Seriously? singing, and Gino Vanelli was known to be excessively like his shirt would be unbuttoned and hairy, and uh, by the end of it, he becomes this caveman, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a okay. very funny bit. Yeah, I got to see that then. Uh, let me thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought today by Acme Markets, uh, fresh foods, local flavors, Acme. Also, Dunkin', visit DunkinCoffeeBreak.com and send your dad a Dunkin' e-gift card today. And finally, A.D. Moyer Lumber. All locations are open. Call ahead for curbside pickup or delivery. All right, so we've been in a guest drought 
So tomorrow we need to make up for that with Kevin freaking Costner oh, on our yeah. show. Yeah. Wow. He's great. We've talked to him a few times over the years. Love him. He's got a great series. We'll talk uh, to him uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, small wonder. No, small it's, it's, wonder. It's Yellowstone. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, we'll also go live on uh, Fox Good Day, uh, Secret Text Words, stuff like that. So that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Day. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. Welcome to Frankenstein Black Shop. We have massive fire sale. Fire. Next message. I was just driving home from work, and I saw a guy walking around with a no sad bro t-shirt. It made me super depressed because I was wearing one at the same time. Next message. To the two assholes who decided to steal right in front of me today, you got nerve. That is ballsy to shoplift right in front of somebody and expect them not to do anything. Get a job, you jerk. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, listen, we know not everybody is super interested in the intricacies of MOBAs or how to dive into the bot lane. That's why we've got Checkpoint AFK, the podcast that lets you know everything that matters to gamers away from the keyboard, whether it's movies, TV, or social issues. So if you want to listen in on the conversation, make sure you check us out. Checkpoint AFK on B-Pod Studios, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to you.